Shut the fuck up! You're such an asshole! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> the only thing that could be so distracting to let a grown man masturbate in public without anybody noticing is an adorable puppy that's on fire. Uh, oh god <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it, it's just like if you're gonna get Dave you gotta see the JCVD binder <laughs> I suppose that's true We are officially on the air. Welcome to Long Walk Short Drink, episode 40. I almost said 30. What the fuck? Episode 40, man. Yes. This is Palmer podcasting live from Dayton, Ohio. Greetings, Long Walkers. It is Dave podcasting from Northfield, Minnesota. Sing this with us. This is 40. (laughs) 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 I was thinking of all these like 40 type things. Uh, You know, I was like... Should we talk about the movie This Is 40? Because <laughs> that came up this week for me. And I was like, okay, let's just oh, cool it. Oh, <laughs> my. Yeah. Shit. Slow the but fuck the, down. Slow yeah. the fuck down. <laughs> but that was the U2 song I'm referencing, 40. Those are the only two things, 40, I can think of now, now that I mention it. But <clears throat> the uh, the thing in that movie This Is 40 that came up this week is... You've you've seen that just once or you slightly uh, no, familiar I don't, with it? Uh, I don't think I have seen that. Oh, oh, okay. So like, uh, but I know of that. So like, that's like yeah. it, Judd Apatow's like, like trilogy, right? It's like his, the the unofficial sequel to Knocked Up, right? Yes, that's yes, it. yeah. And it has uh, the not a ton of reoccurring characters. Like Seth Rogen is not in it. What's her name? Is uh, Catherine Heigl is not in it. it it's about um, the couple of. Um, shoot i can't think of their names but paul rudd and leslie mann who who and then their kids are judd apatow's actual kids in real life i can only think of the actors names for some reason but um so it's all about them i think i don't know if they're both turning 40 or if it's just the paul rudd character but uh it's definitely funny but it's also sort of a drama it's it's kind of a both and some folks i think complain that it's not enough of one or the other but i really love it um I've always identified with certain Paul Rudd characters, uh, like the run he goes on in Role Models, I think it is, where he's he's bitching about what they call the sizes at Starbucks for coffee, like venti oh, yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah. I've always refused to say those words. And so hearing him say it, I was amused. <laughs> I was like, yes. And I think my sister's like, you're so, you're totally Paul Rudd. <laughs> What's funny though is like that is that scene is part of in that movie role models of this kind of beginning of the movie thing where he's just in a bad bad place and, and pissing everyone off. <laughs> so so there's that, which leads into what I was going to say about this is forty, which is oh and one one other sl- short preamble is that Judd Apatow is married to Leslie Mann in real life, and it's right. their kids. I mentioned this their kids, but didn't mention that those two were married and. I remember him saying about Knocked Up that he cast Paul Rudd in the role of her husband because he knew that Paul would drive her crazy. <laughs> like, 
like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I always, I just like that idea. <laughs> and uh, I think it works really well. They're a great on-screen couple. Um, but the scene that came up this week when I was thinking about that movie is they go off, the couple goes off and has a weekend. And I think they, I think they get high and they have sex and they have all this fun and uh, that, that they're not really enjoying in their home life. And they're, they're talking and they're like, why do we, why do we ever fight? You're my favorite person and all this. <laughs> it's and uh, at some point, I wish I remembered the full exchange, but they get to a place where it comes up that he's kind of a pain in the ass or he's like not as nice as everybody else thinks. And, uh, and he says, yeah, people think I'm so nice, but really, I'm just a dick. <laughs> and he yeah. smiles, and she goes, "You are a dick." And it's it's hard to translate me doing it myself, oh, but that is that's me. also me. That's yeah, that's the bride. <laughs> I joke about that, the bride, because oh. I try to be nice. I feel like it's bleeding over more and more <laughs> in ways I wish it didn't. My yeah. dickishness, but uh, do you sometimes anyways, fun catch to laugh yourself being an asshole? And you're like, you're being such an asshole. Like in your head, you're like, all the time. All Why the are time. you being such an asshole right now? <laughs> yeah, like there's absolutely no. But you, at this point, you're committed to being an asshole because yeah. you can't back off. Because next time it'll be that much. You'll have to be that much bigger of an asshole. <laughs> To regain any progress that you've made up to this point. So you have to like you're you can't you're like in your head, you're just like, shut the fuck up! You're such an asshole! Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up! But out in your outside, you're just like, no, no, I am not backing down. I will die on this motherfucking hill over this trivial bullshit. Because god damn it, I, my feelings matter. I mean, yes, all that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm. I have seen that happen in my day to day life so much. Yeah, I I will say I'm, I as I I'm getting better about recognize it. Not necessarily in the immediate moment. It has to go on for a few moments <laughs> for me to catch. <laughs> yeah, catch I am still on, I'm still on the uptake as well. Yeah. but I'm getting better at times, um, particularly with the bride um, about. Um, recognizing it in the moment and then finding a way to make fun of it in a, in a, in a manner that allows us to actually like laugh at it and move on as opposed to getting, becoming like a big thing. Yeah. I mean, that probably, I'm going to say like one out of five times, but that's better than it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we're kind of getting to that point too, where it's just like, I, cause I am trying to be self-reflective. Uh, the, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck me and that book is great. I'm still like oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. behind schedule because I should be starting on my second book. But again, like that one, I just have a little bit I need to read because I've read all the rest of it. So um, I'm taking my time going through the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And like I'm going through it and it's great. But it's a lot of it is just like is that it's like not making mountains out of molehills and just um like choosing what to care about and how to like use that energy wisely. So it's all applicable to that. So, but I, again, I have noticed since I have tried to be more reflective about that, that I can catch it a little sooner where I'm not fully committed to dying on a hill <laughs> over the most trivial bullshit. Like, like sometimes it's just so stupid. You're like, what, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> like who gives a fuck about this stupid piece of shit thing that like, 
you're the only one that cares about this. Like, <laughs> and is that why you're upset? Because you're the only, like, nobody else cares about it as much as you? Is that really why you're upset? Like, that's so stupid. So, um, yeah, so if you can catch that a little, like, I have been noticing catching that a little sooner. Like, th- like today, oh, man, it was going to happen. Like, it was, we, we were progressing towards just bickering at each other via text message, which is the worst kind of fighting on the planet. Like, yeah, that's it's a catch, tough. <laughs> it's a catch 22 because, like, you can usually be, like, totally honest because you're not reacting, like, in that terrible way, you're not reacting to any body language or anything like that. So you can just be, if you're not being malicious, if you're just trying to be honest, text can be really good for that, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, too, they can just be so stupid, just like so stupid. And it was started to get that way. And both of us were just like, yeah, this isn't worth it. <laughs> just do whatever the fuck you want to do. I don't care. You know what I mean? And uh, we both kind of had that attitude and it worked out and we didn't have a fight. And we both did. That's whatever good. Yeah. So with texting too, that seems that particular sentiment can probably can be problematic. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck it. Whatever you want. And then it's like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you found a way to do it uh, amicably. That's good. That's good. Look at us growing up. The, subtly. <laughs> but yes. Not, yes. By not giving any subtle fucks. That's See right. What I did there. I'm very interested in that book also. Um, and if yes, Mark Mark Manson. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and if like, you, the, the listeners of Long Walk, Short Drink, want to download, listen to that book for free, you can do so on us by going to audibletrial.com slash LWSD. And you also get a free 30-day trial for the Audible service. And you can choose a free book. I think consistently been recommending this uh, subtle art not giving a fuck by mark manson oh yeah Ooh, there's but a there's sample all kinds of shit like if you're, if you're <laughs> i'm looking a at the site listener, you know there's all kinds of great books that we've been talking about that you can uh listen to most of them stephen king related which yeah, i have yeah. a stephen king correction to make oh uh, have you when, worked on your nasal uh <laughs> oh no 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 no, no. i mean like a, something we talked about in a king corner that uh, I totally palmered, and then oh, no, upon, that's uh, not after a listening, term. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what the fuck were you talking about? Like, of course, it's right here. Like, uh, so when we get to the king corner at the end, we'll uh, may, remind me to talk about. Uh, excuse me, an episode what you talked about. So Dave mentioned uh, Castle Rock television show, and you totally squashed that when actually it is a television show that's being produced. So. Oh, um, and I haven't watched the trailer for that yet. So, uh, but I haven't more... seen the trailer either. I think it was on the Super Bowl. The bride saw it, but I missed it. So I, will, I might be making that we up. Could watch the trailer together. Uh, that would be good. Yeah, it has Bill Skarsgård in it, the guy that played <gasps> it. So, oh, uh, really? I mean, come the fuck on! Talk about universe <laughs> building, right? Like, I like that. Uh, but in the meantime, Ian, let's get let's get a beer open. We have oh, a- absolutely yes. I'm actually uh, I got a surly tonight because oh. I had a hankering for it. But this hankering, this is a, an old standby, but I haven't had one in a while. The reason, though, I'm having one today. Uh, I'm going to share with you. Maybe you can put it in the uh, in the in the YouTube chat. It's because I saw this over the weekend. Yeah, which I'm I'm not sure if I shared with you or not. It's a it's a 
uh, a tweet from Surly Brewing, um, whose whose bio is magnificent, uh, by the way, on Twitter. They're at Surly Brewing, and that says, "What's the philosophy of Surly Brewing? Make great beer, have fun, give a damn about your community, be independent, don't be a dick." <laughs> and they posted on Saturday. Some the the message doesn't matter so much, but Holy it's like shit. it's yeah, it's like it's not just any Saturday. It's Cask Saturday in the beer hall. Today's selection: Mexican hot chocolate moly smoke. I'm like well, that doesn't mean anything, but it, the gift that's uh, accompanying it to um, give it just a little bit of extra something is JCVD in Bloodsport, just like sitting in his chair, pumping his fist a little bit at Jackson and half winking. <laughs> It's just been on repeat in front of me since then. So no, anyway, it, it, it's, it, it's, I can't even talk. I didn't hear anything you just said. Like no, oh, well, no, I just tried to describe. So, no, 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 I, I heard it. I heard it. Man, is that great? I love it. So yeah. I, as if I didn't love that beer enough, but I hadn't been drinking too much of it, and so now now I am inspired by that. Well, that was a that was a long walk for for this drink, but I'm ready. Are you All ready? Right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. On three, three. Great. Ooh. Oh, I yeah. heard an echo. Somewhere, somewhere we're unmuted. That's muted. Muted. And that actually might have just been my crack. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's what she said. I don't Hello. know. <laughs> uh, I had been drinking brews from the, uh, the Iowa Beer Exchange when we saw Last Jedi together. But since I'm not today, I am using the, uh, you can see this if you're watching on YouTube, which oh, if you're not yeah. subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. We're at 25 subscribers now. If we can get to 100, we can get uh, our own domain. So that feels well within our within our grasp, and we never ask you guys for anything. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm using the coaster I got from that night when we saw The Last Jedi at the Flix Brew House, America's Cinema and Brewery. In the back, it says scruffy-looking Nerf Herder with a Han Solo awesome. gun. So awesome. So, anyhow, cheers. Man, everybody. what a great trip. Such a fun trip. Yes, yes. Never far from my mind. Uh, speaking, well, of, speaking of Star Wars, maybe we should just get it out of the way so we don't spend three hours talking about it after we've already spent three hours talking. <laughs> Good idea. Uh have you seen the fucking Han Solo? Any either of this Han Solo, either the TV spot or the the teaser that got put out? I did not see any of that. I think I saw like a series of like gifts stills? of the characters oh, or oh, stills, okay, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's all. Uh, have you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. I I can't believe like I I I should have texted them out. I should have texted them out because. No, it's just fun. I get to experience it uh, with you <laughs> or with our All right, uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to copy the first one. <laughs> this is to the TV spot. This was during the uh, the Super Bowl. This, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Solo. So go to... Yeah, so I'm at 0000. zero, zero, zero uh, As right am now. I. Um <clears throat> so if you guys if you guys want to watch long, we're gonna watch uh, just get to zero 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 zero, and we're gonna start in or on. Um, wait, let me bring up this window. There we go. On three and three. So you want to make a difference? Yeah. 
Trust me, you're gonna love it. Oh, oh my! So great. Are you interested in joining? I'm gonna be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. I don't know what to say. Oh, yeah, Jesus! That... There it was. Yeah. <laughs> Logan. Is that mother, mother of dragons? Oh you know? shit! Woody Harrelson. I'll Woody Harrelson. Look at that! Look at that fucking Look Lando. At Lando. Yeah. Your name? Oh. <laughs> wow. That is nice. Okay. <laughs> I approve. That's very cool. Close that out. Uh, all right. So that's that's just the, the that was the teaser to the teaser, right? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so then this one comes out the next morning at like eight a.m. So we'll watch this one on three and three. I like this music. It's it's very un Star Wars like, but still pretty cool. It reminds me of uh, uh who's the the guy that, that um they live in it, not it. Um, oh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah, the thing. I don't know why I said it. I think that white hallway is the Millennium Falcon. Like, it's oh, like brand new. Yes, I think you're quite right. Oh. <laughs> that. You win? That's yes. Oh, man. Oh, I love this, like, focus on, like, how the Millennium Falcon flies. Yeah. Oh. Great to see that little gun in his side. In one of these... Sh um, Maybe it's What's not that? in this trailer, but in Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. That's oh. so badass. Well, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> trouble there for a second, but it's fine. Man. That was great. That little moment where he says, I thought we were in trouble there, but it's fine. That totally felt like Han Solo to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. I mean, they look fantastic, right? So Yeah, they look super fun. So we'll see. We'll see how those go. But uh, in um, there was a series of stills released by Entertainment Weekly. A lot of them were frames just taken from that trailer. But one of them shows uh, a K2SO model, like of droid, because this would be taking place around Rogue One, right? Like around the time period of Rogue One, or oh, right, than Rogue the... One. So, like, yes, that android model, that K2SO from Rogue One, was is in one of these frames, like as an Imperial droid. I'm sure it's not K2SO, but like as an Imperial droid. Uh, there nice so. that's cool i'd be uh, happy to see that guy again or that character or or i don't know it wouldn't would it be the same one same no I, there's so i'm many sure of it's them. just like I, i'm sure it's just a nod so it's probably just like the same model of droid it's not necessarily like k2so but uh be great yeah. if it was tudic though like doing oh, the voice and that would be so fantastic yeah that would be awesome so i just thought that was a that was a nice little uh 
Star Wars tidbit to get, especially so close off the heels of The Last Jedi. Like that's still like playing in theaters everywhere. And, right. Uh, yeah. And to get the, an advertisement for like the next Star Wars movie that does not feel like, you know, before when you got trailers for The Last Jedi and that was de- you're like, oh, December is so fucking far away. But like Memorial Day, you're like, like Ash and I were talking like that's right around our anniversary. So, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's, that's not that far. Like, it's like right around the corner. We're going to get another mm-hmm. Star Wars movie, which is fantastic. Uh with that sweet fucking looking Lando Calrissian, like <laughs> Jesus, Christ. yeah, yeah, that is like, yeah, he definitely looks like an old smoothie or a young smoothie rather. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that yeah, is cool. so that's our little Star Wars update. Well, uh, also in Star Wars news, kind of. Um, did you see or hear about Natalie Portman's appearance on Saturday Night Live? I'm so glad that you're bringing this up. <laughs> so you're talking about her second rap, right? Like, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> so badass and hilarious. And yeah. it features a moment where she's in full Queen Amidala garb. And she's like, say something about the motherfucking prequels. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> she ends it in bitch. Like, That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, that chick so is fantastic. so great. Yeah, it's so fantastic. <laughs> like Jar Jar is there. That's right. uh, <laughs> we definitely, I definitely would recommend that uh, going on and seeking out that video. No, yeah. that was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty pretty fun. <laughs> Wait, didn't you? Oh yeah, you were texting me earlier this week about uh, <laughs> some of the prequels often come up. They come up too much for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said, um, do you think we might f- have feel differently about the prequels that they came out now because we're more sentimental? <laughs> and oh. I think before I had a chance to answer, you uh, you tweeted a gif of, uh, of Finn talking to uh, Han Solo. This says, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, did you, did you have that answer in mind when you asked or you just thought about it for a second and then... I did think about it for a second. I mean, because I, I, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of the pe- the problems that people are having with the last Jedi and they, and I can com- a lot of them. I can acknowledge or like, I even notice them, you know, uh, a lot of them are things that I have problems with, like the flying Leia thing. I feel like just about everybody hates that. Yeah. She, like yeah. surviving space. Right. Um, yeah. So, but at the same time, like we are still gushing about it. Like the, like earlier in those texts, like that was leading up to, like we were talking about how much we love, um, the last Jedi, if I remember that conversation, right? Like, and again, we still talk about like, cause I think you mentioned like if I, I was looking for a shot of that kid holding the broom. Yes, and, I couldn't you know, find one. And you couldn't find I, it and just it's like... burned to my brain. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so it really did make me stop for a second. Like, maybe we were just like young, arrogant kids who, re- you know, didn't really understand, like know anything yet. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe we would find... Uh, trade disputes really interesting now that we, <laughs> we like watch the, like you know news all the time and then i'm just like 
all of this shit like rapid fires through my head after I sent that text. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, <laughs> like get that image. I was actually looking for the image of Jar Jar Binks where he's like walking in steps in the pile of shit. <laughs> and he like shakes it off. And yeah. I'm and just like because that to me, that just sums up the prequels. That shot sums up the prequels. <laughs> For perfect me. and if, uh if that gift doesn't exist you need to make it yeah <laughs> and uh so i was looking for that because it's just like no that image of jar jar stepping in that pile of shit just like ringing through my head and i'm just like oh, fuck those goddamn movies <laughs> like so they keep swearing like jj abrams keeps swearing and Ryan Johnson keeps swearing that episode nine is going to tie all of them together and it's all going to make sense and it's all going to be like a big cohesive thing after we get through episode nine. What what in the world is there to tie together? I, I don't, don't want know. them to try. I, I, I <laughs> don't, don't know. Just don't even bother. Well, you know you're dealing with J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, which means there's going to be a twist. There's going to be like twist after twist after twist. I think the third act of episode nine is just going to be like, are you fucking kidding? That's just going to say that over and over again. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding? No fucking way. That's what it's going to be like. Uh, oh. So... There's just not much. I, I can't think of things that I would want that to make sure that they touch on. I mean, part of the problem with those movies is there's too much fucking dumb shit going on to begin with. Yep. Uh, I know. Well, I, <laughs> Look, I'm optimistic. We're, we're, we're already cynical. <laughs> God damn it. fucking damn, we're already so cynical. That was the other thing I was struck by that I didn't know how to address in the text, but it made me so sad. And we were talking about... Um, getting older or something and you said well first you said something kind of awesome and then then you said something that made me sad so you said seriously i would give anything to see fight club again for the first time which is awesome and then uh and then you said this is what made me sad though then you're like or to watch anything and just enjoy the movie for the sheer joy of just watching a movie (laughs) which still breaks my heart yeah what do you mean by that well because you can't like I just feel like part of it is when we're growing up. So I, I believe a lot in the schema theory, right? Like where you are developing, you're developing your cognition as you grow up. And I believe that you're still doing that well into like your mid twenties. And so I really think that, I, I found my I, I in looking back, I find myself very lucky that I hit that moment where I was like building my movies schema mm-hmm. around when 1999 happened, you know, and like the films right, of 1999 yeah. happened, and uh, and now I like my scheme, my movie schema is full. Like I feel like I have. And I and and part of this is just like hubris and arrogance, which I guess is the same thing, right? Uh, Is I I feel like I I I know if a movie's going to be good or bad, like, and I fall into the trap of like even based on trailers. I used to always say like every movie's worth watching once, 
and now I, I i don't follow i and i used to totally follow that like well yeah let's just give it a try you know mm-hmm. and uh, now i'm so much more picky because there's just so much little there's so much less time you know i think that it, and so now when i watch a movie it's just if it's bad, all I'm going to do is regret, like, oh, you should have, like, because you're not going to get this time back, you should have picked something else, you know, like, now, and, and, and I spend so much time trying to decide what I'm going to watch, too. I hate that. That just drives me fucking, it drives ash bonkers, too. Where it's like, I'll burn an hour just trying, like, going through, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime and our DVD collection and, all these things just like, well, maybe this or maybe this and maybe this. And because uh, I don't want to waste that time. Yeah. And and then you're just go And so then you do get something and you're just trying to like, like it. It took me three times watching it before I got to enjoy it. Like that third time was when I really that the second time I really enjoyed it. The first time I was just like. I was just like in awe of all the production value. That's the other piece of it too is like I've matured in my movie watching to where I can comment, you know, like you know how when you're younger and you start drinking and every beer tastes the same and like now Mm. like you can like line up four different kinds of beers and you can make you can have a good conversation about like how each one tastes different, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're refining your palate. And I feel like you do that as you grow older with everything. And so now when I watch movies, I, I do that where I'm like, I'm looking for, I'm looking at production value. I'm looking at cinematography. I'm looking at who's in it and what other projects they've worked on and what source material it might come from or, uh, you know, who wrote it and all of those things factor in. Whereas, you know, in 1999, when, arguably like some of the greatest films were being made in the last two decades like i just watch movies because that's just what i like doing you Mm. know yeah yeah uh that's so interesting about the enjoying them on the multiple viewing because you you were talking about that about uh last jedi when we saw it we were like i want to see it like two times in that short period of time so that i can like i can enjoy it so that's, that's a new idea for me but it's 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 not like is it's it movies I like can't that? Stop my brain! I can't stop my brain from do like analyzing it as, as like the quality of film of of it as a film. Huh? That first time I watch it, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm. It's almost like I'm trying to assess was is it worth my money and time watching this? Oh, like, is it a is yeah. it a well made film? You know. I remember you talking about that in terms of when we talked about the Force Awakens, where you were saying how. It took you a while to figure out or to decide if you liked it. You had to see it again, see it with other people. And there was this process where you're like to figure out if you liked it, yeah. which was the first time I heard that. Yeah, this is interesting. I don't know anyone who has this oh, this man. process. It, it sounds... It's because I'm fucked up. That's why. No, 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 no. We all ever yeah. have our quirks about these things. I mean, I, I, I think... Uh, I, yeah, just enjoy the movie for the sheer joy of watching a movie. I think I struggle with that process with music or have increasingly so over the last so many years. Yeah. Because I think I just, with that and participating in that um, uh, economy or whatever, like the commercial, or like, you know, I used to play music in my bedroom, Pearl Jam covers, and I wrote my own music, took it out and tried to share it with people and stuff. 
I don't know. Hey, I did that for like 10 years, but like it's one of those, see how the sausage is made. And then it kind of, it's harder to enjoy <laughs> like, like for me, because I, I'm both looking for perhaps too much out of that exchange about for music. I'm looking for something that like either lights my fire or breaks my heart or both, you know, I'm, I got, it's a tall order. And I, I don't find that I listen to music just because I don't know. I like the beat or whatever, or don't put it on the background. That's the thing I can't really do very much. I, I don't know that I, I'm not sure. I'm sure I did that better as a teenager, but I, there's such an importance attached to it. I can't just like have it on while I'm doing stuff, Yeah, <laughs> which would be nice, I think. But uh, I think because I've struggled with we're that like, a little bit. We're like flipped because you will do that with movies. You'll just like. You'll just, yeah, I can, I you'll can do that movies. sometimes. And you'll even well, movies without the sound, just the subtitles. Yes. While yeah, you're working yeah. on another project and just glance at it every now and then. And that's enough for you. Yeah. Um, it's not really enough, but it's comforting and something I can do. Uh, And that, (laughs) that's interesting. That whole process to me just blow that. Yeah. That blows my mind, but I'll turn on alt nation and let that just play in the background. And I'm one of those people that will listen to a song and, you know, be singing it to myself for three years before I finally like actually hear the lyrics and be like, Oh my god, that song is fucking awful! Like, just because of the content, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I, and it's just become, you know, like static noise in the background of my consciousness. Like for the for that amount of time before I finally focus on what the song is actually saying. So, yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah, inter- a, that is it, that a, is interesting, and it's it it's oh, it's so frustrating. I just I, 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 would, I would love. And I think it's because, you know, you're young, you have the whole, oh, it's so, this is so terrible. You like, you really do. Like youth is just wasted on the young. That's the easiest way to <laughs> yeah. say it. Yeah. Um, you, you just, the amount of time I had to just give to movies, to just watching movies. And I, I'm, I'm sure if I saw a you know a, a a 14 no i fucking watched tons of movies my entire life if i saw a kid doing that now i'd be like that kid is wasting his life but now oh, even knowing how much you enjoyed it as yeah, a kid yeah absolutely <laughs> and like now though but at the same time i'm just like oh my god i would give anything to just have like the time that i had for movies like oh I remember just so do you remember we've talked about we've touched on it a couple times and I I went through the same the same thing with the cabin where um and we definitely talk about it in the U2 documentary how our friends a couple of our friends were like key portals to our music growth like our musical growth yeah um, yes yeah uh, and how uh, that happened really, really quickly, and we wouldn't have, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know about U two or a, a lot of a lot of the bands that were crucial during the Cabin era. Like we went through that with movies too, where it would just like we just had the saturation of classics over like a three year period. You know, like I remember like 
we were just consuming anything that we could just based on a director or or anything just because we wanted to say we saw it i i at least know i went through that period where it was like let's let's go see this i mean that's what that's what led us to um gone with the wind right was this <laughs> yeah. was the AFI list. Yeah. Like, fuck that goddamn movie <laughs> Yeah, I don't um, like that movie either. For the yeah. record, <laughs> not just because of that experience. I, it's it's no fun for me. <laughs> I but, think that um, that was where my AFI AFI came out with their top 100 movies yeah. of all time. I think in 1997, I feel like is the year, uh, and um, that might be number like three or four. And that was as far as I got before it fell yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like, well, this is not always fun, and they're not always fun. But we, but. At the same time, too, like, it's not like we saw Gone with the Wind and we were like, well, fuck that, you know, like, fuck <laughs> yeah. movies, like, let's, like, let's move on to something else. Like, we still consumed as much, mo- like, there's footage of uh, some of our friends from the cabin days. There's so much footage of just us watching movies in your room, <laughs> you know, I guess like, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's that. I'm thinking of that whole montage of Dano during that that movie where he oh, picture you know perfect. I mean? Yeah, yes. picture perfect. Like, yes, that um, was something that. So those sorts of a lot of the as we talked about, I think with pumps and stuff, a lot of the movie choice group movie choices pro- were my <laughs> things I sort of forced on people, I guess. But like, I liked that movie, Picture Perfect. I think I still like that movie. And it came out on video, and that was that during that time where we were always, some pairing of us were always together. And I think yeah. I always worked the weekends at the video store in Ritman. I feel like Bauman was there too. Definitely, Dan. I was. I and I don't think I was hanging out with you guys yet. Like in this. Oh, at all? No. Not like. Well, not like we're. I was just hanging out with you guys. Not yet. That one was such a small gathering. Like, yeah. I think I think there were three of us, ultimately. But it was real, like, just last minute. Like, it might have been one of those things where um, where Dan, Dan and Marv are the same. Sometimes I slip. and uh, Oh, yeah, and, and I probably should call him Marv because Dan and Marv's I funny. <laughs> I don't know which one he likes. Which one? I've um, the, called, you know, I'm not going to call I him. do this... Uh, he, I do this thing where I make mix CDs every year, and I was looking at a, a recent spreadsheet of the one, and I'll mail them out. And he sent me one first name Marv, <laughs> to, and then his mailing address. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think he likes Marv. But anyway, so I think it was one of those things where I think Bowman and Marv just came by the video store at closing, and we just went back to my house, took a, and so Picture Perfect is this romantic comedy with Jennifer Aniston and Jay Moore. And there's all I remember there's some kind of love triangle with Kevin Bacon, who's like a really cool guy because Kevin Bacon. Right. And then Jay Moore is like a wedding videographer. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so Marv was going through something at the time with uh, some girl. I mean, all of us were struggling with unrequited loves <laughs> at that time. And uh, he was so angry by everything that happened in that movie that eventually I just pulled out a video camera and started filming him. <laughs> he eventually grabs the camera he's like i don't need this (laughs) he like oh Oh. man he gets so frustrated with jennifer in that movie and spits on the floor like like oh right wow i I mean he pantomimes spitting he doesn't actually spit i don't think right that's right yeah no like he's spitting on the feet of her (laughs) like at the feet of her 
that's uh, yeah it's but so many so many movies the that brought it, to mind just, a lot of things <laughs> I, I i mean it just that i just remember from that era because i worked at hollywood video around then yeah like during that time and so we watched a ton of movies there and i bought a bunch of movies and i remember like experiencing like so many good horror movies around that time period like the evil dead trilogy during that like around then and um we i mean we made that's we made palmer's picks movies were such a big part of our life like we made palmer's picks and the mind of philip you know yeah centering uh, around movies yeah centering both of which center around movies so and the mind of Philip being the premise of that show, which was our cable access follow-up to uh, Palmer's Pick, which is a movie review show, was the character of Philip, as played by Palmer, uh, worked at a factory and then, you know, kind of would watch movies after he came home from like a second shift. I think was the idea. It's all very true to life. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did that. I worked in an iron factory, second shift. Yeah. But the the conceit then of the show was that we would have these that we tried to get into like truly independent movies that we could show amidst like skits that were sort of dramatic, um, comedic um, incidents in Philip's life. But the thing with Philip was the opening of the show, which we shot on 16 millimeter film, shows a little bit of that process and then... You know, Philip's not that happy as he goes through his day today, but as he sits down in front of the TV and picks up his handmade universal remote, which was a bunch of remotes wrapped around a toilet too. paper yeah. roll. Yeah, which is magnificent. I, I mean, Philip literally <laughs> was me. Yeah, well, this and was, the yeah. concept of the show was literally, like, that's why I loved movies was because my life fucking sucked and I could escape into them. That's still the why I love movies. It's just now there's all this... Uh, what? Oh, it's from it's from Dogma. Her description of faith about how like when you're a little kid, yeah, you your cup is small, so it doesn't take very much to fill it up, right? And then yeah, the older yeah. you get, the bigger your cup gets, and so it takes more to fill it up. And That's I think right. I think you can apply that analogy to just about anything you care about, younger to older, you know, and mm -hmm. so. I can still, that's why I have to watch a movie now multiple times because I know the first time all I'm going to be doing is analyzing the quality of the movie. And then if I deem it good or, or worthwhile, then I'll go see it again and then I'll get to decide if I like it. And in the Star Wars thing, like that was weird because, or the, I, the, the Force Awakens, like I, I saw it through Ash's eyes and Ash, because, oh, yeah. you know, in that, because that was like a new Star Wars fan who really like got wrapped up in the story and was able. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, The Last Jedi worked so well for me because I was able to tap right into that. I didn't need I didn't need a conduit to tap into that. I could I was able to like say, oh, remember how Force Awakens like made you feel when you saw saw it with ash and so then i was able to like do that again and really just get taken away by the story and kind of swallow i mean there's con there's fucking continuity errors all over the original trilogy if you want to especially if you if you take into consideration like all the different versions that have been released over time and what those <laughs> yeah. create 
that you just have to swallow with a grain of salt. And so it's like sometimes you just have to do that if you want to love a movie, you know? Uh, Yeah, the the what you call it the schema theory yeah and and the dogma i like that dogma thing i forgot about that reminds me of something i heard the nick hornby say i think i've mentioned it on the show but just in case i haven't um and i, I don't remember it perfectly but it, um nick hornby the author of like high fidelity amongst other things was talking right. about this similar phenomenon and he t- thought of it like like your, I don't know if it's your life, your taste, your sort of, I mean, he says in high fidelity, it's like, it's not so much what you're like, but what you like that matters, you know? Right. And so he's a guy that's placed a high premium on those kinds of things, at least in his, his work or whatever. But uh, he says it's like a, a blank page. And when you're younger, people write their name writ large on the that page, you know, for me, whatever, it's like Pearl Jam, U2, you know, that kind of stuff. Right filmmakers and stuff and then it fills up and then as you get older the page is fuller but there's still like there's still room for things just less things <laughs> right and uh, i thought about that a lot since i i heard that but it's interesting for me with the movie thing is that i don't know if i've had to work at this i, I don't know because i took movies so seriously when i was a kid <laughs> like at, at a certain point certainly in 1999 right. i was taking them very seriously but i was not never interested in being especially critical um, in terms, in terms of like finding reasons why things are bad, I, actually, right. I think this is true now that I've always been able to, uh, yeah, not get too caught up and just like, like I, I'm able to just like, like stuff, good, good quote unquote, good things and bad things. Right. I movies, especially I'm able to enjoy without, uh, uh, second guessing them too much. I guess where I have that trouble is in with music. I'm trying to work on that. I don't know. There's certain things I can't quite get around, but I do think that I should just should just listen to more music. I almost didn't make that mix CD this year uh, for the first time in 14 years. I almost didn't make the, the mix oh, CD. Shit. And just cause I didn't, my rules for that when I started to do it is that uh, it'd be like the songs, I would take the music that I heard in a calendar year cause I'm so album oriented and I have these weird habits that I described. Um, and I would basically cherry pick the songs that either like, you know, broke my heart or made my heart sore or both or like wish I had written or, and especially I was, it's like awkward about the lyrics because I'm, I would sometimes edit out like a line that I didn't like. I only did that once, but I was like, that doesn't represent me or how I feel. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, I would do that. Uh, and at the end of every year, I would put it into like a 80 minute CD and, eventually shared it more and more more and more people and i invited other people to share them with me and when i was playing music at a music mailing list which i still have and stuff uh and it's still one of the posts i send out every year and people seem to like it more than my actual music and but i I got a few other people hooked on making that uh literally a couple (laughs) maybe a couple more two right now still doing this tradition in their own way and so I got their lists this year. And um, one of them I mentioned, I think, on the show last year, uh, Kevin Conaway. He makes, I, they're so good. Like he puts, he calls them mixed albums. And he's always quick to say he stole this thing, this idea from me that I've stolen since from him calling them mixed albums because he does such a great job at something that I always try to do as well as like make it flow like an album so that all, right. it doesn't, you know, it's not like, 
if it's a live is, track, the live our, track isn't going to just cut off. You know, it'll this blend tradition in was the inspiration for WPLMR. Yes, I yes, mean, yes. That th- and which are, those are fantastic as well, and took it one step further, where you were adding like the sketches and whatnot. I need to re-listen to to those. Uh, I want to. I'm put a qu- slight pin in that because I want to come back to WPLMR. No, that, that, no that's fine. That's fine. It. I'm. I'm sorry. I and I saw that. Oh on no! The list, I'm. On the I'm thing. glad you mentioned it. Uh, you're just talking I've been about this about tradition it. and the inspiration. Like this was the inspiration for WPLMR, which oh, ultimately that's awesome. grew from like mix CDs, which then grew to the podcast, which led to this podcast. Ultimately, exactly. I mean, like, yeah. Like, like, so yes. the breadcrumbs yes. through the history there. So. That's right. Yeah. No, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, oh, but I was. Uh, yeah, saying all that to get to this uh, idea of listening to more music or whatever. But so Kevin Conway is one of them. Um, but plug this shit out of this because this is this is the, is this your Dave Pimp section? Oh sure. Yeah. I was. I was thinking that there should be a section of the show of some kind where I just like publicize or, or give shout outs to my own projects please that, do uh, uh, <laughs> there's so that's, many of them <laughs> that's the long wash short drink empire that's how we're gonna that's go right, on, right? <laughs> yes yeah well let me, um, projects. that's right yeah uh what was i how was i getting into this there's something to do oh yeah but it's a couple of these people have kept it up and so this year i wasn't going to do it at all and i've come close to that a couple other times but um yeah i got there their uh they, their emails and links one guy linked to a spotify playlist and so i had to sp- sign up to spotify oh. and which i somehow i'd never done um or i had was linked to facebook and that's and i whatever um i liked their mixes one of them was super contemporary the other one kevin conway is, is like i gotta find him on twitter real quick so i can give him a shout out but yeah he makes these really great ones that also I really like the music. Like I, it's right in line with things that I would enjoy, but I've almost always never heard of them. And so it's, it's amazing to me. Like, the, so it, it's all new. It seems like almost entirely every year for me. And, um, so I really, I really enjoy that. Um, and because of that, so those two, I was like, okay. And they're both like, oh, I'm looking forward to hearing yours. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I had kind of thought about it. And so I did, um, I went ahead and, and gave it a shot. I thought like maybe it'll be an EP this year. Kevin Conaway is at Kevin underscore Conaway, C-O-N-A-W-A-Y on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I ended up putting together something that I really liked. There were like duplicate songs uh, from certain albums, which I didn't, have never really done. And I used this thing to generate the artwork from iTunes that's just like a mosaic of the album covers. And this year there weren't enough different album covers to even fill the whole mosaic. Oh, <laughs> but oh. I just left it. I was like, fuck it. That's, uh, that's what this year was like. But I ended up, you know, I was like, wow. It, it helped me listen to like this music, some of which I only heard once. And then just like, I put it in the playlist of like, well, maybe that'll be my mix for the year. But getting to hear those songs again, getting to hear these other people's mixes, like on the drive to work, I'm like, what am I doing? I gotta be list. I gotta listen to more music. I gotta find right. a way to find music that, even if it's not new music, just listen to more music. It's so like soul satisfying in uh, in a way that podcasts or books a different way. Anyway, I'm all over the place. Sorry. So. I was talking about all kinds of things there, but I will go ahead and pimp my yeah, mix Dave for Pimps. this year. It's a new Dave segment. Pimps. 
maybe I, there's so many things I could pimp even today, but, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a, well, I use this site called Mixcloud and Mixcloud allows you to make collections of other people's music, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I would use something like YouTube, but uh, not all of the songs, especially when I was finding songs and, and sharing songs of people I was sharing shows with, you just couldn't really do that. And so, um, whoops, it hit play by accident. So uh, if you go to mixcloud.com slash David Ullman, that's David, U-L-L-M-A-N, you can, uh, I think the last few years are on there. And it basically plays as one long track with the thing below that says who who the song is and from and all of that. So that's what I'm I'm pimping today. Uh and and just I guess saying all this aloud to hopefully make sure I do listen to more music in twenty eighteen. Uh anyway, uh, sorry that's all over the place. No. Can I return to Paul to WPLMR? <laughs> yeah, um, l- no, no, no l- l- let's go let's come back to WPLMR. because g- this is the uh Man, this is this is another Dave Pimps. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is just something I was thinking about. I and I I have mentioned um, the the Bandcamp site for Dreaming Out Loud Records, which is it was briefly even like an L, a proper LLC, like whatever that means. When I was putting out first putting out music under my own name, but since I think the I think since nineteen ninety nine possibly 2000 since we made the our group of friends made that photo book we call the dreaming tree yeah we would call the many projects that we made dreaming out loud productions and i always just thought of that as us you know making our ideas or our dreams a reality like you you make it you don't just talk about it you actually do it and um that uh, I think of, I've always thought of this sort of community of friends and our creative output as being under that umbrella, whether or not it always was in terms of the things that people made. Like when you and I made uh, Mind of Philip, we called it Whammo Productions. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But at this stage in the game, I've, I've been trying to kind of collect those things, and I have a a Vimeo page for that, it. And I the, the go dream, ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but I really envi- like the Dreaming Out Loud. Really is like the umbrella. That's the umbrella, over, even over the Long Walk Short Drink Empire, ultimately. Because yeah, it's like the God uh, forbid it's like, anything it's happens like to the show. <laughs> this is going to get collected under that Long Walk Short Drink Empire or, or umbrella. You know, like get enfolded into that collection of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I do write. I do sort of. And I actually I, I just remembered as though somehow I could forget that I do put that logo and that uh, on on the YouTube uh, page and all of that right. and I wish I had put it on the iTunes thing because it's like long walk short drink from long walk short drink where it'd be cool if it was long walk short drink from dreaming out loud records or whatever yeah. I just didn't have the foresight at the time to do that um, but so um, uh, this come uh, this whole thing of like preserving these projects has been an ongoing thing for me for a long time and uh i've been doing it sequentially so it started with the things that i made as an individual <laughs> with like moto and maybe my sister when i mostly moto 30 years ago <laughs> in 1988 when we first like got a video camera in the house and i was remaking frankenstein and dr jekyll and mr hyde uh 
in any event. So I started that up. And so at Vimeo.com slash Dreaming Out Loud Records, I think that's right. So I'm thinking of records as as not 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 necessarily music though that's the case sometimes it's yeah. more like the idea of a re- like kind of an archive the re- records uh you are you are the archiver i am uh, yes I'm, I'm telling you i'm gonna write something that that character exists and based on you yeah it's i'm uh i'm mike from it <laughs> you know yeah I'm gonna be the guy that writes it all down uh and so the so I've got like dreaming out loud accounts for things, and it's definitely not something I'm like pushing out to the world because a lot of these old things, it's like, well, I don't know if they should be how public, whatever. But we're hitting a lot of anniversaries from this. So like I mentioned, if you if you <laughs> if you go to vimeo.com/slash/dreaming-out-loud-records, you'll see most of the things that you can find there are from 1988, and there are things that. I made remaking monster movies and La Bamba and even Superman <laughs> as a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of going through time and after 88, it starts to involve more people. And so I kept them private, but I ponied up for the Vimeo plus, which allows for extra storage so that I could start to commemorate some of these anniversaries. I didn't think about the 1988 thing, but the first thing I did think about um, and I'll just move sequentially because we're going to get to WPLMR because I, cause, anyway, but it's the Moto thing I teased, though it's not all of it. Um, yeah. So on so January fantastic. 31st, um, uh, my brother Moto, who's sometimes on the show, listeners of the show will know, he plays, he, he composed the, and, and performs the opening and closing theme songs as well as a lot of other um, custom take. pieces. Yeah, Twinkie's Take. And, um, so his high school band was called Enormity and they were forever kicking ass, like, uh, doing well in, um, like battle of the bands type stuff. And, um, so we have this video that uh, oddly enough, I did not shoot, <laughs> uh, from when they played the Odeon club in Cleveland as part of the, the rock off Cleveland or the yeah high school rock off finals. And I think that that's entering its 22nd year this year yeah. and they do it at the rock hall. Now there's no Odeon. But um, I've been trying to commemorate. Um, actually, I wanted. Well, I won't. Anyway, we'll get. We'll get. There's going to be more enormity to help commemorate this anniversary. But for the 20th anniversary of that show, uh, I posted it to the uh, Dreaming Out Loud uh, Vimeo site, and so we'll post that. I'll tweet that out um, to to the Long Walk Short Drink listeners. But it's incredible. Like it's this packed. I don't know if you've if you've seen it or no, how I would have seen it, it. I guess, yeah. but it's uh it's pretty cool. Like they they're a great like high school uh, rock band. My yeah, and 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 they're playing for this very full and very popular uh, music club. And after they finished their twenty minute set, they're the first of the night of the high school rock off finals. Like the they couldn't get the crowd to quiet down. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, they're like okay okay. Uh, anyway, so anniversaries this. 2018 for the for our kind of creative collective of friends marks a lot of anniversaries um and i'm trying to i'm going to try to commemorate them throughout the year with with the arc sort of definitive digital presentations of as many of these things as i can so that's i'm starting one for enormity a lot of that's pretty far along the way we're just trying to finalize a few things that's 1998 20 years um 
there's other thing. I guess we'll I'll mention them here without getting into them too much. Uh, I guess that 1988 stuff, there's a lot of that. <laughs> I awesome. guess that could be 30 years. Um, my debut solo music album, Dog Days, came out 10 years ago. Um, so I've been working on something, something for that. Thank you. Thank you Damn. very much. And what I'm working on right now is for that is this it's interviews from the time i think i have two or if two or three i might use and it's very interesting to hear my thoughts on things 10 years ago my thoughts on music and playing music and sharing music 10 years ago how much of it's the same how much of it is i god a lot of it is the same um but but for reasons that have become more apparent why it's interesting if you actually see it but one of the nice things is that the guy interviewing me at the time asked what i think i'll be doing in 10 years with music or something like that oh wow so i'm gonna i'm gonna use that as like a teaser for the whole sort of package that we're working on so that's that's 10 years um the other 10 year anniversary that i wanted to bring up is wplmr if i'm not mistaken it was 2008 like the podcast wplmr or the mix yeah series series one of the podcast yeah i think started in january of 2008 if i'm remembering right uh yeah that sounds that sounds about right uh Man, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. That's fucking crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's wild. Oh, well, yeah, the other te- the other 20 year is the the crow when I actually finished the crow. So oh, okay. I I was yeah. realizing for myself that like these 10 year increments were kind of interesting. Like the crow I spent many years on. Yeah. <laughs> uh almost like 10 years fucking around with it really, like 95 to 2005 kind of. And then 2005 to 2015 really spent with the, the music. So it's, I guess, and then I'm, I'm still kind of like, I don't know. So I'm processing a lot of that. But uh, anyway, so these, these, this 10-year thing is fascinating me a lot. PLMR, though, what do you think of publishing those on the Mixcloud? I have a Mixcloud for Dreaming Out Loud records as well, which is where I yeah, publish no, the Long I, Walk I'm, Short I'm Drink. I'm totally cool with publishing, like putting those out uh, somewhere. Um you know, I'm really proud of that that series. I wish that it would have. Um, I wish I could have maintained the momentum with that because it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's it just, I mean, you know, you and Moto know, like when you're trying to edit all that stuff, it 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 gets a little daunting. But no, I would totally love to share that. That was. Uh, I I I mean, I had a I had a great time with that show. So, unfortunately, I, I mean, I don't know where you've asked multiple times to, for the original files for all that stuff. And I know, like, some of that stuff would be in Audacity and some of that stuff would be in GarageBand. And um, I need to I need to tear apart that that iMac that all that stuff would be on and kind of uh, try to make you know, maybe get that on a thumb drive, that library on a thumb drive so I could get it to you. And then you'd be able to just dissect it. I mean, and save anything from it that you wanted. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah. I do have the MP3s that I was able to download at the time. Yeah. Which I, that I could use those for Mixcloud. Um, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's what I would definitely use. And then, cause I don't know when I'm going to get to that Mac to get you those files, but 
I mean, they're there, and I know you've been asking for multiple years, maybe five years, <laughs> like of those ten years uh, for those files. So I've, I'm very patient, but I've been able to make some things happen with these anniversaries based on that. I actually remember like bringing it up when we visited you and the bride uh, that we origin we like first came up with the idea of doing this show, or at least talking about doing this show. Uh, I remember saying like, dude, I'm really sorry. I haven't got you that WPLMR stuff. And you're like, please, I don't expect anybody to cater to my <laughs> crazy <laughs> obsession. So uh, case in point, the row of three ring binders behind you that I can see. Like, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. That's a lot of that, that uh, the uh, paper artifacts of those years. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I just, um, and <laughs> I really value this stuff that, uh, my friends create. And it's like a nice way for me to revisit them it, it, in the same way that certain, some of those quirks about music or movies, like it'd be better if I was just like better about calling people and saying what's up yeah. <laughs> or whatever. No, but this is, I, I don't know my I way. I totally get that too. And it's just like, I, I mean, I get it and I appreciate it. Just know that like that, those efforts of your, archiving are not they're not wasted on me like i i totally appreciate that you do that that you you, uh find joy in doing that because i think that there it is something that we are we will all be grateful for at some point in the future that we'll be able to like go like dive through that stuff so Thanks. Yeah, it's, I think it's because I I process the world so much through my creative I don't know endeavors that uh, I maybe that's why I put so much value on other people's because I think that that's the way that I can relate best. I don't know for whatever reason it's a little odd, but I'm trying to lean into it these days because spending like those ten years focused on trying to like build an audience and music and all of that, it's and having that ultimately get music to the place where it, you know, that that cup is full or even kind of sour. It's I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do a lot of that. Um it's yeah, the process of making stuff is always the same, whether or not the reception is there. Right. And so I think I identify with that process so much and value the how much I know of people's like heart ends up in those things that I guess that's why I, uh, I value my friends stuff like that so much. So I'm, I'm glad that, yeah, that I'm I don't just know. Glad the, that you're the, the idea your is relationship with music again. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, a lot of it too is just like whether I or anyone else wants to hear randomly, like I need to hear episode three of WPLMR with Suds phone sex bit <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> at 2 a.m <laughs> you should be able to access that <laughs> that's a lascivious yeah. version of the whole thing but um so uh, the uh, with PLMR... that's that, that's my <laughs> yeah. favorite i i think of all of the sketches that i made during that run of wplmr i think the distractinator is the pinnacle like in my opinion that's the <laughs> pinnacle of the sketches from that era because it was just like it was technically pleasing i had really put some time into the production value of that sketch so that it really auditorily 
like fit what you were trying to do, like what I was going for, you know, like like proximity recording and and, and everything. Oh like yeah, that like that's really right. Get, like, um, to really get a sound like a, a spatial sound in the sketch, <laughs> all for I, I mean, uh, so the the unofficial sponsor of that first version of WPLMR the podcast was Zedco which I uh I I'm 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 especially at the time I was obsessed with zombie movies especially and so Z was Zedco was like it was supposed to be a play on uh Ronco the like the Ron Popeil company where he makes a bunch of like like the, the vegematic and all that stuff you know and just like all these as seen on TV products. And uh, so Zedco was a spin on Ronco and the, it was the Z for zombie because the first product that they uh, pushed that Zedco pushed was a zombie repellent and anti perspirant. And it did, and it didn't do either of those things. Like it didn't repel, it didn't repel zombies. And it, it didn't work as an anti person. Like the 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 legal speak at the end of that. Um, but the distractinator was a, a Zedco product that allowed you to masturbate in public when you got the urge <laughs> by distracting all the people around you. And the only. Uh, the only thing that could be so distracting to let a grown man masturbate in public without anybody noticing is an adorable puppy that's on fire. Uh, oh, God. So it's like a dog running around that you wind up and set on fire. And like it runs around and distracts people so that you can rub one out. Uh, <laughs> but it, it just, man, I wish I had that queued up so that we could play that. But. Jesus, I, uh, the, that, I think I I think I listened to it when it came up last time and thought better of including it somewhere. But oh yeah, only, no. Because, well, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a flaming puppy, so that's obviously awful. But it's meant right. to be funny. And then right. I'm in the sketch and I'm doing a pretty racist like Mexican accent. Uh, <laughs> so if you can accept those things yeah. and know that our heart is in a better place than our mouths might have been, then absolutely. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, that's why I never want the original WPLMRs to ever really see that public light of day at all. Uh, oh yeah. Well, and, while, and while I'm I'm really proud of those two, uh, I'm I'm proud to share those amongst my friends, and not the yeah public, yeah. Know? So um, yeah, and I I you know when I uh, as I do present these things and whatever, I always try to involve the people I didn't make it with at the time to um, just sort of have a say. So like if you ever wanted to, yeah. if you liked parts of those, but you didn't like other parts, yeah. you know, we have the CDs, but you could, we could create some digital version, but I, I, for, I, for the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I mean, yeah. I, I can't remember I, how much of it you might want to take out, but, it, but whatever parts you'd want, uh, we could always make those, uh, put those on Mixcloud too. Cause even though that was a lot of commercial non-creative commons music, that's, they allow for that, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, oh no. Uh, it really was. I mean, so, so on the the mix CDs, I have a co-host whose name is Jerome, and it's because I wanted a co-host and I wanted yeah. a diverse show, 
right? <laughs> and so Jerome is an African-American man that I play because I didn't know any African-Americans that I could have that wanted to come to my brother's basement that I was running at the time. <laughs> right. And, well, and you did a voice modulator too. So yeah. it wasn't like just some sort of accent. It was, no, uh, no, no. I modulated <laughs> my voice and, and everything. And, uh, it would have been and, way more offensive if I did it. <laughs> That's what I'm getting yeah. at. <laughs> well, and Jerome like grew up in, in the same town that we grew up in, which he probably would not have if he actually existed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, um, but it, it all, again, it all came from a much more innocent place. But in hindsight, I'm just like, oh, that is not good. No, 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 no. So, yeah. Um, man, 10 years ago, recording WPLMR in my basement, I remember the giant, the giant laptop I was using to do that. Man. I can picture that that setup and everything. I think oh, I still have awesome. those, those first mics that I bought uh, sitting around here somewhere. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You had a great logo for that that's on our Twitter going way back. But what I was thinking is posting them, because I think they're all from 2008. I'm, I'm looking at my iTunes yeah. library. There's eight of them. I think you did them once a month. And... Um, what I was thinking of doing is putting them out on off weeks of long walk, short drink. Okay. Not, not, not on our, um, not on our podcast feed, but on the mix cloud and then we'll tweet them out. Um, um, I guess you could follow on Mixcloud, but you'd have to create an account. So I don't blame yeah. you if you wouldn't want to do that. But if you do want to do that and get notifications of these, um, once we roll them out, um, you could go to mixcloud.com. So not the mixcloud.com David Allman with my mixes. Mixcloud.com slash D-O-L records. That has, uh, right now, it's, oh God, it's got some, some, some like pump up the volume ripoff stuff that I did as a 12-year-old, so awesome. I think. But just ignore that stuff. Listen, you, you might be interested in the Long Walk Short Drink soundtrack, which was recently posted there. Uh, and then, all, yeah. you know that movie also is a slight it's a slight inspiration for WP really? as well. Oh, yeah. that's great. I mean happy Harry Hart on. Come on. Fucking A. Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Um so so I think I'll start to post those once this episode drops, I'll post them on off weeks for like, you know, I guess it'd be I don't know how long it'll take. Eight episodes. Um my last question about that, other and and I'm very excited to present those. And to just hear them again myself, because I probably haven't since 2008, um, are, is, do you have any information about the music you played? Because um, there's music played in between the sketches, like Creative those Commons MP3s, stuff. Those MP3s, if you import those MP3s into your iTunes, there should be show notes pasted in the info oh. of those mp in the metadata of those mp3s <sighs> which will have all that shit in it that's so great oh i love it when technology cooperates in that way and when someone has the foresight to put that information in there i i, Wicked. I think i mean don't hold me to that but that i i know Gives i was hope. extremely <laughs> careful of giving credit to all of that music so um that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I, you, I, like, I think you did IDs, like you said that you know this rock block or whatever had music from. So there, there's that. But yeah, uh, it'd be extra cool if if that ends up. Uh, I know. Oh man. I, Sorry, I, I'm looking at. I I know that. 
I spent a lot of time making the show notes, and then those would get put in. I would paste those into the metadata for the MP3 file that I would post up, and then that also would end up becoming the blog post, like the quote unquote, like the thing that got pushed out. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that if you if you look if you in, import one of those into iTunes, you should be able to know if it's in there or not. Oh, that's great. Well, just before we move on, and I think I could go for a quick bathroom break, let me give a tease as to the titles of these, um, which were more like little short lists in of themselves. So number one is Zedco, Phone Sex, Cheeseburgers, Lin- and Lindsay Lohan's Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> number two is VOG, Vogue, Listening to Sex, Testicles, and Smoking Bands. <laughs> Number three is special guest David Ullman, myself, yeah. public masturbation, <laughs> and toilet seats. <laughs> Number four is General Winthrop, Athens. <laughs> I didn't remember that. That's yeah. a great name for the general. Penis. <laughs> the general yeah. <laughs> uh, Athens, egg banks, and nine inch nails. So Ooh, you can wow. imagine Moto and I are into that one. I'm probably talking about year zero. Would that be year zero? Possibly year zero or 2008 is when he dropped the the slip for free and ghosts came out as well. But uh, you didn't oh, spark yeah. to ghosts much. So unless you're like, fuck ghosts, <laughs> it might be. I did be. not like that at all. <laughs> no, so. that's all. I, I, that's one of those where it's like. That was anyway. We don't get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go on for forever. Uh, number five special guest BV, the Convy Convey interview Convy. <laughs> oh, Convey the band Convey. Convey. Yeah. Oh yes. Which was the yes. band that I featured on one of my earlier episodes, and they like reached yeah. out to me and thanked me for showcasing them. And so I was like, "Oh, do you guys want to do an interview?" And they like they came on and did an interview and like played a new song and everything. It was great. Oh, that is so cool! Yeah, because yeah, and um, all of the music the that's in the shows is was well, I don't know if it still is. That but was, it was the, the most time consuming part of the show. Is I would spend hours searching. Uh, there was a couple sites that I had that. Um, I, I'm if you if the metadata is in there, it will have links to the site. I can't remember what the name of it was, but there was a, people could release Creative Commons music that could be used in podcasts and all kinds of stuff. And there's Creative Commons sound effects, so that that's where I got all of my sound effects. And I would spend a lot of the month just digging through trying to find like a good eighteen to twenty songs that I could play on the podcast. Yeah, and I remember you telling. I don't think I knew this at the time, or maybe I didn't remember. But when we talked about this on this show before, you mentioned that you tried to pick not only good songs, but songs that came from an, like an album that was also quite good. Oh yeah, yeah, that was worth that listening was, to because I liked yeah. albums. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, it was just waiting through, like trying to find a lot of diamonds in the rough. So. Yeah, um, yeah. That also fit, and that's not, that's probably not a fair representation, too, of all of that music. That there was probably a lot of really good music that I would sample that just wasn't stuff that I would want to, sh- I would want to feature on the show. I, I showcase hmm. a variety of music, but it m- just might not have fit for the show, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, that that was really time consuming. Yeah, I was hoping that ultimately it would start getting enough traction that people would start submitting music, and then that would make oh, that yeah. process a lot easier. You know, because then I yeah. would, of course, if somebody's going to take the time to submit something, I would have used it. You know, um, I think I was the only submission, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will in, in, in convey. Uh, oh, did they actually submit? Well, they played a new song on their. Oh, I, sure, of course, yeah. a new song on their inter, during their interview. Uh, which was great. So that's awesome. Oh, the that last was... of oh, sorry, I was going to finish the list. The, oh, no, the last go ahead. of go ahead. the last of that episode five after the convey interview is Twat Talk. <laughs> these so these are all I don't I don't know. You can maybe talk so about the naming conventions. So, uh, so many offensive things like Twat Talk. That's awesome. Is BV <laughs> in mean, that one? Like, is that the BV yes, episode? BV is in that one. In the yeah. convey interview and twat talk. And twat talk, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, BV is the next co-worker who I haven't talked to in probably a decade. Uh, you were so wise to do the nickname thing here. Because we can do yeah. it, you know, include it without having to worry about yeah, this person. No. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's the same thing. with the, that, that, And that's another tradition that's carried on all the way to this podcast. Yeah. For another iteration of WPLMR and then ultimately this podcast is... I always want to maintain a, a, a level, certain level of plausible deniability. And, uh, you know, this is not going, we, we definitely don't try. It's not like we go out of our way to offend people, but we definitely don't shy away from things like everything that somebody wouldn't find offensive. Like some, I'm sure we offend some people on some of the things oh, yeah. we, we talked <laughs> about, you know, and, uh, that's part of the show. And so if I'm going to have somebody that's going to come on to help enrich the show, um, I want them to also have that level of plausible deniability. So, yeah, I mean, BV was this girl that I worked with, who uh, woman who I worked with, who had a very, very, very similar sense of humor and also knew you. Like, she was the one that, like... yes. <laughs> We had inadvertently been at a, <laughs> one of Dave's shows at the same time, and she said that she went there, and Dave happened to be playing. She was studying, and Dave happened to be playing, and so she continued to go back, hoping that he would be playing and would catch him playing at certain times and talked about how uh, wet she made his pant her, her panties. <laughs> Like I mean, she, that's, and that's how like brutally awesome. Honest, you know, <laughs> yeah, so. uh, I could do with a bit more of that kind of talk. Talk, <laughs> yes. Oh man, you know what? What's funny too, or coincidence rather, I guess, is that part of um, preparing this like tenth anniversary thing. I've also looking listening i used to for those kind of shows, uh, cafe shows that I was playing a lot at the at that time. I would bring this um, tape recorder, which actually within arm's reach at this at this moment, um, and I would hook it up to my little self-contained PA and record separate voice and guitar tracks. I, I don't know why I was doing it at the time. I think just out of force of habit, but it, I remember it helped me kind of get better, realize what I was doing and how to do it better. But now I'm trying to put together like from a two-year period or so of those types of shows. Um, a distillation uh, uh, of like some like tolerable <laughs> performances that would be representative. So I've been listening to those shows like on my drives. Whoo! 
<laughs> it's rough, man. <laughs> like, so BB was very generous uh, <laughs> with her praise. That's awesome. But I'm I'm trying to find those diamonds in the roughs as well. Anyway, three more episodes, two, two of which have super short names. These are all just teasers, so you can find this stuff uh, coming up. All stuff Palmer made pretty on his own, which is super, super fun. And then, of course, there's these guests. Episode six has a guest that we call Suds, Gin and Tonics, and Racist oh. Kid Toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so number seven is the Halloween special. Uh, um, spell, spell, I'm sure it came out around Halloween. Halloween yeah. But also, uh, it was right after, I went to or Hawaii. soon after, yeah. And that's a, that's like kind of an unkind term for uh, white people. It's a derogatory term for a white <laughs> yeah. person in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And then the last episode of the first run of WPLMR was the Thanksgiving special. Yeah. <laughs> So those will be coming out on mixcloud.com slash DOL records throughout uh, this 10th anniversary year. And uh, we'll tweet them out also on the long walk, short drink Twitter, which is at LWSD pod. If you're not following us there, you ought to be as well as subscribing on YouTube so that we could ultimately get to 100 subscribers and thus have long walk or youtube.com slash lwsd pod yeah subscribe on youtube and make sure you hit the the bell to get notified every time these live stream recordings get started yeah. uh, so that way you can join us and see the whole conversation uh dave does an excellent job of of trimming these down so that they're palatable and um and those get released as the actual podcast episodes but uh, you can be a completist and see the full conversation during these live stream recordings. Interact with us live. Uh, watch our YouTube videos while we watch them and talk about all the fun shit that we do. And take yeah. beer breaks with us, which we should probably That's do. That's right. So. You could also uh, email us um, at lwsdpod at gmail.com. Yep. I was just thinking, too, because um, I Did listen to certain Twitter podcasts. Yet? Yeah, I, I said Twitter at lwsdpod on Twitter. Definitely. Um, we put most everything there but i think you could send like a short voice memo like you know you can do on your phone and then you could email it to at l you could email it to our gmail account lwsdpod at gmail.com okay i I always like that idea because like every so often you know we talk to a cabin kid or something we've been listening and they have corrections for like the past or how they remember it (laughs) um and those make great bumpers yeah I, i think it'd be fun um I can imagine, you know, we try to have those folks on or whatever, but I would say to anyone listening, if, uh, if you want to chime in correcting us on our remembrance of pop culture or our own lives or your experience of same events we were present for, um, yeah, use your, use your phone and, uh, record a voice memo and then send it to our Gmail account, um, lwsdpod at gmail.com. That'd be fun. And last but not least, let's just plug our... One and only sponsor right now, audibletrial.com. Fucking A. audibletrial.com slash LWSD <laughs> to download your free audiobook. Get the subtle art of not giving a fuck. If you want to do a little self-help, uh, download any of the Stephen King books that we've talked about. Uh, Prime Meridian. Oh, that, oh, wait. I don't know what Prime Meridian is. Oh, no, oh, Prime I'm, Meridian I'm is just, like a... No, that's where the... It's, it's Blood Meridian. <laughs> what, what is it? Blood Meridian? Yeah, Blood, Blood Meridian. Blood but Meridian. Prime Meridian is... Yeah. That's where the, the time zone changes is where or the time zone like, splits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, not a bad, uh, that's not a bad book title. Yeah. We're up to three All viewers. Right. Uh, the third viewer oh, just cool. joined us recently. So that oh, always shit. happens because we're about to go on our pee <laughs> break. Yeah. 
We'll keep so it short. Don't get a snack, third viewer. Don't fucking <laughs> log off. We'll be right back. You guys have no idea how exciting this is going to be when we come back from pissing. Don't fucking log off, third viewer. Don't fucking do it. All right. We'll be right back. Holy shit. She has an amazing ass. Man, what I wouldn't give to all of these people. Some things you can't do in public. Huh. Nobody's looking. Oh, that guy's masturbating. Quick, somebody call the police. Look at that guy masturbating. No, no. I was just itching, readjusting. I got bad wings and my left leg shake didn't work. Oh, he's meals. Hey, friend. Looks like you could use Zedco's newest product. The Distractinator. The teams of Zedco scientists have field tested various methods of distraction and have come up with one surefire way to create such a distraction people won't notice you if you had a vagina growing in the middle of your forehead. What is this distraction, you may ask? Flaming Puppies! When you need to distract the people in a 100-foot radius, simply wind up the Distractinator Light the Eterna Flame coat. And let the distractions begin! The Distractinator will run about drawing attention from you as countless hordes will flock trying to extinguish a baby version of man's best friend, leaving you to complete whatever it is you need to get done while in the company of those pesky stick-in-the-muds. Things like public urination and defecation, Public showering, picking your nose and eating it, and of course those moments when the pipes just need a good flush. You know what I mean? Oh! There's a little puppy on fire! Quick, somebody call the police! Help me catch this puppy on fire! I swear somebody could be masturbating right now and I wouldn't even notice because there's a puppy on fire! Thank you, thank you, distractinator! Oh, oh, oh! Mm, call me Hey! Remember, Zedco Distractinator for all your distraction needs. Dummy, play out of them all! If anybody notices you listening, they're not gonna care! Sweet hat. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's, we got fucking hammered with snow last night. We, last night? Like yeah. many inches? That's um, what she said. I I mean, we probably got five inches dumped on us over the overnight, <laughs> which is I know is nothing to Minnesotans. No, I was I was scoffing because I'm a child, and any mention of inches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's plenty. That'll that'll fuck your day up. Oh yeah, like everything got shut down. Like I woke up at four, and DPS was already closed at four, which is. You know it's going to be bad if DPS, because DPS can't can't delay. What's so DPS? They, Sorry, uh, Dayton Public Schools. Oh sure. Uh, so they can't delay. So they either close or they stay open. So it takes a lot for them to close, and uh, they were already closed at four, but there was only four pages of closings, and I fell back asleep and I woke up at six and I brought the same page up and it was like up to eighteen pages. Of closing, oh like um, the whole all the way up to Columbus, like everybody at work, 
they worked from home today. Uh, it was all it was all pretty horrific. So, well, not horrific, just a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I dig snow. I mean, I hate driving in it. Did I relay? I probably relayed when I almost bit it this this year, but it was. I, I don't know. I like having it around. I don't like driving in it, but I love to have it yeah. around. We had I'd still a lot rather of snow. drive in snow than ice. So. Oh yeah, well ice yeah ice is the problem. Yeah, we had uh, so a lot of snow, like a foot or so that f- fell. I mean, yeah, I don't want to derail too much about the weather, but we haven't got a lot of snow as Minnesotans as you would think, like yeah. as they might in northern Minnesota or Duluth, like where the bride used to live. But oh man, I meant to check. I she fired off some killer stuff last night that was too much for me to even type so i had to recite it and i got to transcribe it but i got some great shit the bride says but it's not typed out so it might not have it for tonight but keep an eye on uh the twitter account for yeah at shit da shit the bride says um anyway so we had a foot of snow and so i'm like using the snowblower and all that and it was so much snow and it was so fun she's just running literally doing laps around the house to be out in the snow <laughs> as like a grown-ass woman and throwing snowballs at me and um, kind of getting her exercise by you know trudging through the snow but yeah. so yeah both of us really are fans of of snow but obviously nobody wants to drive in it well um so and I won't go, this will be my last tangent about the weather and then we'll, we'll do action steps. Let's get action steps out of the way. Yeah. Um, like we don't have a yard, so we have to walk tank. Which oh tank, yes. Tank is, uh, um, a Shih Tzu Pekingese. That's what they said. He was, that was his mix. Uh, so he's like 18 pounds. Um, kind of like puggish looking in the face. He has the smush face. Uh, I, I I tweeted out the meme on my personal Twitter. Yes. And we'll probably tweet it out on the long walk short drink one. Oh, uh, we got to. That's great. Um, I was going to bring that up during the Star Wars. Yeah. That's magic. Well, I, I um, this is part of the action steps. Okay. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll touch base on all that. But uh, he's just this little dog. And we have to walk him, and it's a pain in the ass because he gets walked like twice a day, and uh, especially when there's like bad weather, like rain or I mean, it's like the mailman. You got to go out, and he needs to poop. So, <laughs> uh, mailmen need to poop. This year, when or this winter, I finally like we've been. So we got him in 2014 when we moved into this place. So we're going on four years now that we've had him. He was five when we had him, so he's going on nine. And uh, we two walks a day at least for all of that time. So this winter, I was just like, he knows what we're supposed to do. So the first really bad snow that we had, I just took him out with the leash, but I didn't put him on the leash. And... Hmm. Uh, he did really good. I knew with the snow, he wouldn't disappear into people's backyards because yeah. he's not going to go that far back because it's a lot of work for him to like go through the snow. So we have since been uh, walking without a leash when I walk him, and he does really awesome. So today in the snow, it was great because it was terrible outside. We had all the snow, and we were able to go out and like do a walk just long enough for him to do his business. And then he was like, I'm ready to go back in and like ran back in and all that 
would not have happened if he still would have been on the leash. So um, it's kind of been a major blessing that he's been really good about walking with me, not on the leash, which I don't advise people doing. And I'm sure if this, you know, if we ever blew up and people were listening to this, they'd be like, oh, that's probably not a smart idea in the city to let your dog walk without a leash. He just doesn't move very fast. He's little, right? Yeah, he's little. <laughs> and I don't think he moved that fast because he didn't have to move that fast. That's the beginning of Goodfellas when he's talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. I'm looking at this tank beam, and uh, so that's part of my action step. So I started. Um, uh, you wanted me to tweet out pictures of my workbenches. Yeah, which and are so, great. <laughs> and so I created under the long walk short drink. I created a couple. Uh, well, I started a gallery of, through Google Photos of my workbenches, which has now grown to. It's just going to be shop photos. So I just re- I just put. Part of my action steps is I'm finally like getting my shop cleaned out. So um, I have a beginning, like a, a current state photo, and that's part of the reason why. And so if you scroll down in the um, the workbenches one, oh, to the very bottom, yeah, that's yeah. really that's cool. today. It's like there's like so much, it's so messy, you know, so messy. Oh, our our uh, listeners can check this out too. By going to it's a long like, URL, but I tweeted it out. Uh, yeah, we'll by the Twitter. Out yeah, yeah. If you can go, to, if you go to LWSD Pod, um, you but can find. Like, uh, I mean, it's uh, just it's just a wrecked, and so I'm working on getting this organized wrecked. now. So that I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that I can get this organized and get the, and get working on. So that's part of my action steps was creating this um this gallery so that i can show that growth on on my workshop and uh which is ultimately going to become i think uh youtube stuff yes yes uh, which is good um so there's that and then i created another gallery that i created is uh long walk short drink memes so we can kind of oh, yeah. any memes that we make, which this first one, the first one is this tank one. You know, it's uh, not the act. Well, it could, it could be the second. Remember that one you made about traffic? Oh, yeah. I have to find that one. And I'll, I'll put that one in here, too. That was a good one. Because um, <laughs> it's Mad Max. So it's, uh, yeah. it's very in line with. I went through and followed all these accounts that seemed appropriate for Long Walk Shore Drink to follow. And the Mad Max movie was one for sure. <laughs> Yeah, God, I have to find that one. That's a good one. Um, so, but this one is is tank in a blanket, and it just looks like he's got a Jedi robe on. So it says maybe it's time <laughs> for the Jedi to end. I thought in hindsight. So in hindsight, I should have made it so it said maybe it's time for the cat to end. Uh, I like it. I like the Jedi because then it makes it it, it makes apparent. it what you're doing. <laughs> and the the font is good. It's also you got a great angle with the. A nice source of light coming from like that 45 degree angle you catch it in his eye oh it's good it's very good yeah so what's so funny when you sent me that uh you sent that to the tech to the cast text thread during the super bowl i want to say i think on sunday and um i was sitting with the bride and our pups and i had either just i think i had it's possible the text came in and I didn't actually look at it yet. But right around that time, I had taken a picture of one of our dogs also ensconced in, in, a, in a blanket. Now, 
she didn't look cool like that and the lighting wasn't good <laughs> but it was just a funny coincidence of uh i guess that's what dogs are doing right now <laughs> in in february <laughs> <laughs> curling up under blankets right <laughs> yeah yeah and looking like obi-wan kenobi <laughs> or, or 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 grumpy old man luke, grumpy as luke. yeah so because <laughs> yeah. when i tweeted it i was like tank has like definitely that. entered the grumpy luke stage <laughs> of life uh that's so funny because you got like luke as a teenager you know being an angsty teenager and then you have him as a grumpy old man and you have badass luke but you only get yeah. that for one movie for jedi i want i would have That's taken true. one more movie of badass luke and then but we didn't get it we just get grumpy luke and we get whiny luke for most of it yeah so. uh, i'm trying to decide if like end of empire luke is badass luke I mean, ultimately, he devolves into like the no, it's impossible. But yeah, he puts up a good fight first. He does. <laughs> he know. does for sure. But he doesn't do that whole thing where he walks but, in with that like that yeah that I look mean, on his I face. Mean, just, like he walks into the seriously like the worst place that he could walk into on Tatooine. Yeah. He walk and just walks in there like, yep, I'm gonna fuck you guys up. Yeah, I know He's it. Got the- you just don't know it yet. I warn you not to underestimate my power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um. So that I was used to hard. live here, you know. <laughs> You're gonna die here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry. Would, I, I'm uh, so happy as often as Star Wars comes up and and all of this because like yeah. I don't think it, left to my own devices as a as an individual I, I think of Star Wars enough or like will allow myself to like dive in but when i'm especially on this show or with some of the guys like in the cast i, I love that that this <laughs> it's among the many gifts of this show that i get to think about and enjoy star wars more what are you looking at oh nothing no i'm do you think that's a result of like like the last Jedi and creating this nostalgia that Disney is hyping up, or do you think that it's? I I think it's I I like to look at it that it's just. It's one of the great parts about this show is like we are just a group of of, of guys that all are passionate about some very similar things that we can really geek out on. Oh yeah, no, that's uh, definitely the case. I mean, I I think that the listeners that we do have, whether they be longtime friends or otherwise, it's all centered, or it all kind of comes from shared passions about like pop culture things or, or or real life, you know, events that we've shared. But probably more so, <laughs> you know, pop culture things. Yeah. I mean, if you really hate JCVD or Star Wars, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to get out of Long Walk Short Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's probably true, though. So. <laughs> or Stephen King. I mean, I know, you know, certain people skipped our our, our extended book club segments, but uh, yeah, I think those things are part of the it's that Nick Hornby thing that's in the high fidelity. It's like with your friends or whatever, it's more important what you like than what you are like. <laughs> right. right. I mean, right, I'm, right. that's, that's not, I'm not saying that, but um, that idea is, especially like when you're younger, like that is sort of how you kind of form um, friends. And I guess when you're, I don't know that I, I have, I have not made friends as an adult very well. Yeah, <laughs> And um, so I'd not, entirely sure 
how, cause like you, a lot of that stuff always is going to come from circumstance, but then certain, you have to share certain things. So right. I guess you could have work friends, you know, as a kid, maybe you have like friends that stem from events or like not events, but, um, organizations you're a part of, uh, like I'm sure I made friends through soccer and stuff like that, whatever. But anyway, but as an adult, I think it's a lot more like you meet through either work or I guess still organizations, but I'm not part of organizations <laughs> than, uh, uh, or like couple friends. I have had like certain couple friends and those are fun. Uh, yeah. but especially, especially stuff when you're a kid, I feel like a lot of it has to do with shared interests. Yeah. Uh, That's in terms true. of like things, things you like. Yeah. And well, maybe that's just me. Maybe then I'm a cynical because I just don't like anything new no, but enough we, to no, like it. Like, uh, well, and I, and well, and I think part of, I, you know what? I agree with part of that too is because I, I think too, I, I don't create a lot of circumstance in my life to share with other people that would spark. I mean, I, I guess then. If we were to look at us, then our circumstance would be the cabin, right? That we kind of shared that built then the things that we 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 kind of all then shared under those circumstances the things that we liked and the things that Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Would you classify yourself now in life as as a, a joiner? <laughs> I know that's a weird word. Maybe you've never oh, heard it before. No. I'm too cynical for that kind of shit. Like I like. Yeah. No. Yeah. You mean like I think you, that's like you true. see a group of people <laughs> and you're just like, I need to get a part, be a part of that, you know? And you know, I'm not super sure. I know what that. I know what I mean by that. I guess I'm trying to think like. So what I do encounter stuff through my through my day job and it's through a you know a larger organization and uh, you know there's smaller team stuff but then there's bigger and they have a lot of things you know like barbecue like they every friday there's usually something for lunch yeah. like a gathering yeah. whether like winters it's chilly and and i just don't go because i don't want to yeah. <laughs> and i have uh or you know they'll do the, a lot of fun things and i i think it's very nice um i don't know it's just not uh i've gone enough to know that i don't necessarily want to go all the time at the same time i can recognize that if i wanted to if i made a point of it i could get a lot out of those things right and make uh make a point to try to connect with folks there but and so I've heard it described as in, in that context as like not being a joiner. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you are either. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> well, part of it is I just don't like people. And part I of like, it. Is I was realizing that I like. But I love gatherings. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I do like, no, that's and that's no, not true that's, to say I don't like people. Because I do like no. people. Like I yeah, love stressing conversations clerks. up with strangers, that, that like all of that stuff. I think I like persons, not 
gatherings of people. If, if, if I'm not sure what the number is, but if it supersedes a certain number, then it starts to just be like, ugh. No I'm just thanks. so cynical. <laughs> I, you know, if I meet nice people, I'm always like, what is it or our ulterior motive? And if I meet shitty people, then all that does is just like reconfirm, like, oh, people are shitty. You know, yeah. and well, for like 10 years, I only met people through playing music, which if you're meeting people that are listening to music and then listening to live music at that level, they're usually pretty cool people. But right. a lot of musicians, <laughs> myself included, are not the greatest, like, I don't know, <laughs> not the greatest representation of like how, how people can be good people. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's hard to, there's a lot of like, as you say, ulterior, in that case, there are a lot of ulterior motives. Right. Um, for a lot of things so anyway that was what i encountered for like 10 years <laughs> so that didn't help <laughs> i mean i well and now i'm getting to the point where i'm starting to realize how i'm not a joiner but i desperately need i need like a i need a friend that i can like that's not ash because it's not, and not on the internet <laughs> and not on the or, internet. Yeah. You know I mean? Or not that you uh, encounter. On, yeah. No, I know. I not know fair to put that pressure on Ash. Like, uh, and it's not fair to, you know, a lot of my guy friends have kids. And so uh, rightfully so like that always comes first. And so now I'm just this like 38, like going to be 38 year old, like man child that, I just need like I just need a buddy, you know. Like I just need somebody that I can just be like. I don't know. It's weird. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. And um, lest we fall down a, a sad rabbit hole, which um, I, I'm always happy to go down. I know we got some other places to go, so yeah. I want to. So I've got action a little steps. segue f for this. Oh, you got more Ashkin. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, so like, I'm they, slurring. The only other. So I, and I've been working on the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And then the only other thing I I made a time budget. Something. That oh I've yeah, been, I was so interested in that where you were gonna take your i your the the the. The way that you applied yourself toward budgeting and apply it to the way that you spend your time? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, which the the big thing on the budget is like categories. And so I'm like, I did this initial thing, which let me uh, share my screen. Slick. You can see it on YouTube, people. Yeah. So I'm going to click on me. And if so we get days on 100 me. subscribers, oh, yeah. we could have a YouTube address. This is definitely going to do it. Uh, also, would it kill you to recommend the podcast to a friend? I don't not think you, so. Bomber. Like, no, no, no not, not you. Not I don't me. think it would kill. <laughs> I mean, just think Talk there's three people viewing right now. If they each told a friend, that would be six people that would know about our podcast. Be, pretty... be amazing. Except the three people that are viewing are probably people we already know. And then they would just like. Yeah. I'm, and I'm so happy I'm about that. I, I can name at least complain. two of the people that are viewing the podcast. The third one might be <laughs> yeah. a rando, uh, <laughs> which thank you for not logging off while we peed. I appreciate that. Yes, as do I. And 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 of course, we both really appreciate if we are people we do know. Yeah. Uh, um. So I, 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 yeah, I'm trying to remember to advocate for others to listen. So. Uh, this is just the initial. I just wanted to get breakdown a week and see what kind of cat like because my budgeting started based on categories. Like what categories did I need to account for in my budget? Um, because 
things that I'm just I seeing my I'm just seeing myself. I'm I, just I know. I, 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 haven't to that yet. I don't want <laughs> oh, to switch to it because I okay, want to give the background first before. Okay. Um, be, with my money budgeting, it was really easy to eliminate unnecessary spending because once I established my categories, everything, all of my spending needed, all of our spending needed to fit in those categories. If it didn't, then we didn't spend it because we didn't account for it in the budget. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this first one is just this was just me. I just wanted to break down what I thought a week would look like so I could get an idea of categories. Yeah. And so um and it really it really looks like I have a lot of time to really get stuff in and it helps change a lot of habits that I want to that I want I, I recognize it myself. So like a typical weekday would look something like this where I'm going to get up at six because I work from home except every day for Wednesday. Um, I get up at six and I exercise and I walk tank and I do my work day and this is, I, and I'm committed to this time just being for work. Then maybe I exercise again. Now that exercise isn't like, Maybe I go out and I do a walk those two times, you know, for just as, as long as I'm getting some activity in for those times, Yeah, you know. Um, and then here's where I can do, like, planning and research. I can spend some time in SketchUp, like, building, like, stuff for my woodshop projects, etc. I can read during this time, kind of like a free, free hour. Mm-hmm. Um, cooking dinner or doing other chores, just stuff around the house. And the whole goal is to like get this stuff done so that I don't have to worry about it on Friday or Saturday. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron, stuff like that time that's devoted to writing or spending it in the wood shop, actually working on stuff. There's buddy time built in there, which would be also <laughs> that's time. Uh, time to just veg. Um, there's long walk, short drink time. And I'd leave this oh, in every week great. so that way I could, on the off weeks that we're not recording, I could be putting together stuff that I want to do for the show. So I'm intentional on working on like developing the website or putting together pieces that I want to make sure that we're going to talk about, you know, the next time that we record. Yeah. Um, social time built in there. And this sounds like a really nerdy way, but for somebody that's just let their schedule just spiral out into where most free time is burnt watching YouTube videos, um, I really wanted to be intentional on this and just breaking it down. So uh, this really helps. My final thing isn't going to look like this, but I spent a lot of time just like breaking down this week and just looking at how would I want to, what categories would I want to devote time to? Um so yeah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I can I'm I, I I'll, well it's like parts of me can really relate to that, and other parts realize that I couldn't quite do it like that. But it it makes a lot of sense looking at that. It reminds me of something that I talked about with Twinkie when he and I were there extra time in, in Des Moines while you guys were all traveling traveling back. Um, I think we were talking about. Uh, health, fitness, that kind of stuff. And we were talking about a practice that I, I don't know. I don't think we got to my practice, something about diet. And he was saying, he's like, I would not tell people 
I wish I had a good Twinkie. Like I could lower my voice and do it, but I'm not going to try. But I I can hear his voice in my head as he told me, I recommend, I don't recommend people change anything. They just, just write down what you're actually doing. Yeah. He said no extra step there. And I thought that was interesting. So that's what that reminds me of when you have that all broken down like that. Not, I mean, some of it's aspirational, I'm sure, but even just to like see that and what, kind of you want it to be i'm sure helps you modulate or make time for things that you want that's pretty cool yeah and and i mean and i'm sure even with my budgeting strategy that i've been using for the last going on two years now no longer than that this will be the third year um that has grown and evolved i'm sure this will look totally different once i it i start applying it but I think Ash gets frustrated with me because my I'm not as quick as she like she just jumps right in and I used to be like that I used to just be jumping in like head first at shit and then it blows up in my face and so recently in the last few years I've really tried to be super intentional on stuff and like really I I might look like I'm not making any progress at all to the outside viewer but that's because it's just in my head at that point, like I'm devoting large amounts of time thinking about it. And like, um, Einstein used to do these, uh, I think he called them thought experiments where he would, before he even started writing a paper or anything like that, he would conduct the entire experiment in his head. And, uh, I'm not equating, I'm, I'm not saying I'm as smart as Einstein, but when I first heard that description, I'd realized I had been doing that for essentially my entire life where papers I need to write or woodshop projects or any of those things like I, it needs to, I, I will run it through my head over and over and over again, you know, countless amounts of times until it all makes sense from beginning point A to point B before I can make any outward action on it at all. Um, I've heard of that. I, you know, through job place and stuff like that, they have all these matrix matrix says that you see i don't know you can try to like find ways to be more productive or recognize strengths in yourself etc etc right and so i i became aware of this i don't know if they call it personality trait or how they categorize it but my i guess it's my supervisor great supervisor because she doesn't necessarily feel like a supervisor (laughs) right uh it's, it's just like this just like we described and 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 that's the first time i heard it explained to me where it's like all of this time is needed for thought and it may seem like nothing's happening but eventually it'll sort of come out or or there will be action but it's based on all of this internal processing that that nobody else has been privy to right and uh and i and i and i can know i i totally get how that you know ash just sees it as no action or I don't know how she sees it. That's not fair. I shouldn't put words in her mouth. Uh, I, I know, though, that there has been times that she has appeared frustrated. And it appears that she's frustrated because of either slow progress or lack of progress. And part of that is just because I haven't figured it out in my head yet. That doesn't mean I haven't done anything. It's just all been internalized. Just hmm. just like you were saying. So, um. Yeah. When did you when did you make the uh, the spreadsheet that we just saw? Uh, that's 
last week, I think I finalized that. So uh, that would have been, you know, in between. I'm, I'm, I'm just reporting on stuff that I've done working towards my goals since the last time we recorded. Yeah. Um, I like it. So, so those I are. I still want a theme song for that somehow, but I don't know like what it can be. Or yeah. like action steps. Is that like boots and sand or what is that? <laughs> you know. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, no, that that's cool though. I'm sure yeah. sure just to think about that and plot it out. Did you plot it out based on what you want it to be or what you feel like it is now? No, what I want it to be. Okay. If I did it based on what I what it was now, it'd be like smoke cake. Watch <laughs> YouTube. Smoke cake, watch YouTube. All right, me. Oh, you're recording tomorrow. Pencil in some like long walk, short drink time. Like, I need to be really intentional. Uh, because again, I will sit and think like that. The thought experiment thing can be very detrimental if you don't rein it in because it's really easy for me to. That's what I need. Ne- the fantasy the thought experiment moves into a fantasy and then that becomes better than anything i know i'm going to be able to achieve outwardly so i just spend more time with that fantasy hmm so yeah all right we have 45 minutes i think i think we're good on action steps Sounds like you're doing pretty good. I mean, any any all forward motion counts. <laughs> exactly. If it's, if it's in you. No. I mean, I was going to say even if it's in your head, but it sounds like you. it's probably important for you to move beyond that. So we'll, well, we'll make that caveat. I, I mean, like my wood shop doesn't look anything like that picture I just posted. I'm not going to post again until I have an, a, a, like an after photo now. That was the like starting point, you know. Um, and I've made huge progress since that photo was taken. I have probably another couple hours and then I'll be all organized and it'll be ready for me to start making those projects that we talked about the last time we were recording the, the table saw and the, and the planer. So, um, that's great. Yeah. And, and then once I get those knocked out, then I can start on the other stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Step. I mean, I totally understand the steps. Like I, we talked about, I think last time, my whole thing, like with a lot of the late night editing that I do when not, is just to try the goal is at least an hour. That's what I yeah. say. And last night was one of those nights where it's like, oh my God, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't really feel like doing this. And I was like, well, I'll just do it for an hour. If I'm really not feeling it, I'll stop. But I got yeah. in a great role. So it's it's so hard to take. That's, uh, that's why I like action steps because like one step counts yeah. for that. And it can lead to a lot more steps. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it's still progress. Well, and and I really like I've had I've had this conversation with Ash a few times where we've talked about it, and it's like goals do absolutely nothing. Goals are just the end. Like they don't do. You can write goals all day long if you're not doing any of the action steps that it takes to reach those goals. You're never going to achieve them, and so I and I get that from like being an educator, being a teacher, it's all about goals. Like you set goals for your, you set goals for your students. You have your students set goals for themselves. You set goals for yourself, You set goals for your district. You set goals for your team. You set goals, 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 goals. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot like, well, you got to set goals. That's why you just got to reach those goals. (laughs) And it's like all this focus on goals and goals are nothing. Goals are the end. 
they're the end. That's all they are. They don't mean anything. And so you have to focus on the action. And so that's why I'm just like, what action did I do in these last two weeks? Like long, long, short drinks is going to be a great way for me to be intentional on looking back over the last two weeks. Like what action have you done over the last two weeks to get towards these goals? Um, so talk about this, this podcast that you're this, uh, how did this get made podcast? Talk to me about oh, that. Oh, sure. Yes. Um, so how did I come across this? Oh, cause I listened to WTF to what the fuck with Mark Marin, And I right. really enjoy that podcast. And at one point in time, right around when they when he interviewed James Franco, which was one of my favorite ones and what led me to actually eventually seek out finally the room and then disaster artist, they did an ad for how did this get made podcast and pitched it as the produ- WTF's producer, uh, Brendan McDonald's favorite podcast. And um, so I'll read the little, byline or whatever of the podcast as they publish it and it says have you ever seen a movie so bad it's amazing paul Shear, june diane Raphael, and jason manzukis want to hear about it uh we'll watch our funniest friends we'll watch it the movie with our funniest friends and report back to you with the results so they did a uh an episode of that that centered around the room and then they did one that centered around the disaster artist and all that so but when I looked it up finally, just to like, what do they talk about? There are four JCVD movies in there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And so I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I think I, I'm not sure which one I started with, but they have episodes on Time Cop, Street Fighter. Actually, I haven't heard the Street Fighter one yet. Time Cop, Street Fighter, The Quest, and Bloodsport. Wow. And I think they did Bloodsport and The Quest back to back. And uh, so I spent... It's it's been a minute uh, since I did listen to those, but I enjoyed it so much. And it, what I one of the things I appreciate about it is it's they're ostensibly bad movies. <laughs> it's they're like, how did this get made? You know, that's the whole conceit. And then they kind of like make fun of them. Are they like watching the movie and then so like you would you could start the movie with their episode and watch it along with them or. No, it's they um, they do some live. So I think on the live events. They sc- there's a screening of the movie followed by the podcast where they'll often have Got also it. guests to, to chime it. in on things. And uh, so, they, no, they don't watch the movie and commentate on it during the movie. They talk about it independently. Um, and uh, But they're not shitty about stuff. Like, they kind of, yeah, they make fun of things, uh, but it's not, it's, it's very good-natured. And... Um, right. And I was a little worried about that at first too, because I just like I don't want to hear them like shit on Bloodsport. That's not gonna make me feel good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they don't. They they're just like they 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 do kind of make fun of things, but in such a good natured way, it doesn't matter. And they'll just be like, "Yeah, this was awesome." <laughs> 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 they'll talk about. Um, so I think I've listened to like I listened to the Room and I listened to the Disaster Artist and uh, Bloodsport, the Quest. Time Cop, all very fun. The Last Dragon, just this week, I listened to the one on The Last Dragon, which is... I don't know if we talked about that movie on this show, but Jesus. Do you know what that movie is? The Last Dragon? That's the, like, uh, show enough, right? Like that Yes, one, right? it's like, the black exploitation. like, it's Barry Gordy of Motown Records produced a movie <laughs> that's kind of like a nod to Bruce Lee movies, and there's Bruce Leroy and show nuff the shogun of harlem oh my god that's a good episode as well 
Um, so yeah, I recommend that very much, uh, that podcast, uh, it, they publish it, I think every week. And so, and like this week was like free Jack, which I didn't listen oh, man, to that episode. A, I just thought of that movie. How weird. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God. It, yeah. Cause that's like early nineties. I didn't see that movie, but I know that Emilio Estevez and Mick Jagger are in it. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Um, it, it sounds really interesting. So there's a podcast that's starting up, uh, and actually it has a, a number of episodes already out. Um, let me see. They have 11 episodes out so far, um, and all of them are just looking at them. I'm just like, God damn, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> I subscribed. I haven't listened yet, but off. I subscribed. Uh, and, and so and this is how like dave and i are like great for each other because i send out this i send out this i send the article out and nobody has the response that i had when i first read the article i'm just like those motherfuckers that was our <laughs> first episode it was. they listened yeah. to our first episode and they're like that's a great idea and then they stole it and made our own podcast and i uh, then so nobody has a reaction like that so then i kind of like allude to it and dave finally responds and he's just like wow that's a huge coincidence that's really awesome and i'm just like yeah it probably is just a coincidence like <laughs> obviously it's a fucking coincidence like i again if you have an idea you have to assume at least a hundred other people have had that idea i'm sure i'm not the only person who thought 1999 it was like a great year of film and this podcast is called Podcast Like It's 1999. Um, it's and the name. whole purpose of the podcast is to explore each movie that was released in 1999 gets an episode. So I'm <laughs> here's the first 11 episodes. Eyes Wide Shut. Wild. Wait, wait, before, before you list these, I just, the, not only did you go on record with this 1999 business in our first episode, I, th I think we went through the list we of the major, we went through the entire list, we went <laughs> yeah, on just, Wikipedia and we went through yeah. the list and like talked through the list of the movies and like, yeah. and this <laughs> podcast <laughs> goes amazing. like. In a lot, here's the description. In a lot of ways, 1999 was the year that changed movies. From The Matrix and The Blair Witch Project, are you fucking kidding me? To American Beauty <laughs> and The Sixth Sense. The last American year of the movie. Millennium was Fuck American Beauty. Hollywood. <laughs> Through podcasts like It's 1999, writers Philip um, Iscove, co creator of Fox's Sleepy Hollow, and Kenneth Niebart, hmm. Entourage and Hindsight. Examine this apex of cinema before television took over, before reality TV, before TMZ and Twitter, but also after the Internet. After Clinton, after OJ, after Howard Stern and Jerry Springer, this podcast will cover the over 250 exciting, funny and influential movies produced that year. Get excited to do a deep dive into all things 1999. That's we that was our episode one of Long Walk Short Drink. <laughs> that was much, one yeah. segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on episode one of Long Walk Short Drink. Yeah. Uh, We're so, inspiring people. <laughs> <laughs> getting ripped off is what it is. Uh, no, but we're really not. Come on. 
So here's the first 11 episodes. And I mean, tell me that you don't want to hear this. Like, Eyes Wide Shut, Wild Wild West, Go, Talented Mr. Ripley, Deep Blue Sea, American Pie, American Beauty, Ed TV, Run Lola Run, <laughs> Double Jeopardy, <laughs> Notting Hill, and Runaway Bride. Both of those they cover in the same episode. Part one, saying. evidently. <laughs> yeah. In the first of a special, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, shout out to Double D. Yeah, <laughs> he likes it when I burp. He says it reminds him of your dad, which yeah, I think my is dad nice. Does that like? Yeah, that, I, I. That's it's really a, it's so, a mid sentence burp. That yeah, that really is it. Yeah, it just like that. You just keep talking. My mom did that shit too. My mom was really? notorious. <laughs> This is no shit. I, like in the like, there's this happened more. This happened enough that like we could joke about it. Where I would call my mom and she would answer the phone. Go like she would instead of saying hello, she would pick up the phone and be like, "Hello," and I'd be like, "Jesus, mom, what the fuck?" Like you just burped right into the phone. And she'd be like, I knew it was you. She didn't have caller ID. There's no fucking way she knew it was me. Uh, That's kind of great. Yeah. Uh, I I have since realized, like, I am slowly, like, I have to be careful. I mean, my, you know, we've talked, we've alluded to a couple times of our earlier episodes. And, like, there's... Very early on in the in the series of the show was when my dad got sick and I pro like we recorded a lot around of me traveling and, and dealing with all of that and uh and 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 me processing that and that was really just because of, I just had to because it's just what was going on in my life at the time. And uh we never really touched on the fact that like my dad and I really have a, had like a rocky relationship like it wasn't wasn't a it wasn't like the relationship you have with your dad you know what i mean and uh so like slowly over like recently i've just been like man you're just becoming your fucking dad you gotta knock that shit out and it's like i don't want to become like i don't want the bad parts about him i don't want it to become so uh i think that's probably all I think that's all like kids and their parents. Like even yeah. the ones who have good good relationships with your with their parents, with our parents, uh there's the stuff that you're like, Well, let me carry this part forward right. <laughs> and kind of honor that great thing that they passed on, but but hopefully filter out something I'm I, I have to imagine that they would hope we would also <laughs> leave by the wayside. <laughs> that sentence burp was definitely that's a, that was a dad mannerism. That was something he did. It's pretty yeah. fun, though. <laughs> At least it in this context. Fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Feel free to answer the phone that way. <laughs> Should I revert to that antiquated uh, mode of <laughs> communication? Mom. It's not antiquated. I've just never been a good phone guy because I can't have short phone conversations. Right. And I'm incapable I hate, of that. I hate. I hate people's need they feel like they have to be talking to somebody because they have cell phones. And what that usually happens then is then they leave it for when they're in the car 
and then yeah. they force conversations to only be as long as they're in the car. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, I, I will talk for an hour in my driveway just because I'm like having a good conversation with somebody. But there are other people in my life that will call me and be like, oh, I'm just in the car and I'm bored. What the fuck? You have a half hour commute. Like, like if you can't find enough to think about that, you don't have time to think about any other time for that half hour, then you're not doing life right, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and I both have our our, our opinion or, or our feelings about our car rides. Yeah, you have longer ones than me, but mine aren't long enough. Sometimes I'm like, I got yeah. shit to like I listen to, stuff or I have to, process. <laughs> I have to think yeah. about shit, right? <laughs> But I have other friends that are just like, oh, I'm in the car, and you're talking, and then they get you invested in the conversation, and then you're talking, and you're invested finally, and then they'll be like, oh, all right, I'm here, I gotta go, talk to you later, bye, click. And you're just like, I literally was just there to entertain, because they didn't want to be bored, they didn't want to have to face their mind in the car, you know, like, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> Have you All listened right. to this 1999 podcast I yet? Have you, yet? No, I don't know. I was I was telling you on the text. It's a big barrier for me. Pod, I love podcasts. That's why I don't listen to enough music. As I I got hooked on podcasts so many yeah. years ago. Audiobooks. It feels, that's why I don't listen to music is audiobooks. That yeah. too. Yeah. Between those two things, it's um, uh, but a big barrier for me with with podcasts is like I find so many voices irritating. Yeah. Like um, I mentioned, uh, I think in the last show, um, the bride and I watched the Twin Peaks um, limited TV series or whatever, the one that came out last year. And um, there's a whole podcast devoted to it from like Doc Jensen, who used to do all the loss recaps and stuff, and, and another guy from EW. And the bride is loving it. And I, I tried it. It's like I wanted to, to this would be perfect. Like, they're but I just couldn't deal with the voices that happens to me so often. I'm just so irritated by the personality of people that I can't proceed. And so God bless or thank you to anyone who's, who's listening to this now that is not so irritated that to turn it off, but that's a real stumbling block for me. So I'm really hoping that yeah. I can tolerate these 1999 folks. I hope so too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That that might be a very particular thing for no, myself. I mean, you have to. It, you, the voice definitely has to be. Um, it definitely has to be engaging. I mean, it's the same thing with audiobooks. Um, that's why. So, earlier in King's career he read some of his audiobooks and they were really hard for me to get through like needful things is 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 a great example of that uh where he knows he knows what emotions should he should be saying to the words but because he's not a voice actor or an actor in general he doesn't really know how to mo like to actually emulate those things he just like so it gets really hard um to it, it, like needful things is really was really hard for me to get through just because his narration was so bad but then you get to win through the keyhole which is l like 2013 i think and he reads that and i'm listening to that and i'm like because he had listened to the rest of the dark tower books and learned and and heard how good they were narrated 
and he kind of emulated that in his reading of this Dark Tower book. And it was really engaging and really, really good and like, oh, really awesome. Um, but yeah, I totally get the voice thing and I agree with you. I'm hoping that these people are not fucking just ingratiating on my ears to try to get through. <laughs> yeah. I so want this is. podcast to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. I, I, I enjoy our episodes that are centered around certain films. And I mentioned how did this get made, which is always centered around the movie. They do a thing where they do a movie and then there's an in-between show where they allow people to kind of call in and, and make corrections and stuff uh, or additions. They have this funny uh, segment too, where, they will read so the whole thing about that that podcast is that they're supposedly bad movies or whatever right that's you know losing using that term loosely but so what they'll sometimes do is they'll read uh amazon five star amazon reviews for these same movies which are fantastic certainly the ones that they pick are just magical so so but yeah it's nice to like i love that idea that 1999 podcast that it like We'll, we'll spend an hour and a half on eyes wide shut and all that. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I want to try it. I'm, I'm hoping that I, that I enjoy their, um, their well, personalities and stuff. Cause that, that's also why I love podcasts. Right. Like you find people who you like, man, and I don't characters. know that there's a more, I mean, that's why podcasts are great is because it does, it, it is a very YouTube is easy because visuals, I feel like visuals, you just need a gimmicky visual to like, kind of take off on youtube for your yeah, youtube channel yeah. like take off right podcasts you only have audio so you have to really be able to tell a story and really engage somebody auditorily which i think is so much harder to do than when you have visuals coupled with it and but it's a medium that's really it just about anybody can anybody can put a mic in front of them and just talk, you know, it's like radio. And so I maybe it's like the ham radio of the modern era, you know, like it gives everybody a voice. That's why podcasts are so awesome is because it's just so approachable from people. But Well, and it's a longer form thing, too, because, you know, the Internet gives everybody a voice. But if you're just typing comments and all of that. Sure. I don't you know, you know, you lose a lot of the, the tone and subtleties of things. And what's nice about podcasts is you have this unlimited, in theory, time. We definitely yeah. make good use of that. Where Absolutely. Where a lot of the artifice of something like radio, that's the, like the Twin Peaks podcast. That's what I couldn't deal with. Like, they're not literally going like, hey, everybody, I'm fucking, we're talking about Twin Peaks today. But, but yeah. it's not it's not too far from that. And that's why Ugh. that one bothers me. Yeah. Uh, and then other times it's just like if people have a, I don't know, a certain affectation to their voice like bugs me and stuff. But, yeah. but, the, but what podcasts like can be is such an unfiltered look. I mean, hopefully ours is like that to where it literally feels like you're hanging out with someone. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm hoping for 1999. Um, uh, the podcast rather. Yeah. Party uh, like <laughs> a podcast like it's 1999. That's the yeah. name of it. So you can, I have the iTunes page there. We'll tweet that out when this, when this launches. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cause I would love to follow this. I'd love to interact with them just because that year of film means so much to me. So, um, we'll definitely keep that in mind, but, uh, 
I'm thinking let's do another pee break and then come back and wrap up with a king corner. How's that sound? I like it. All right. Sounds perfect. Okay. Okay. I just clicked on the JCVD, JCVD link. I should not have done that. It's okay. No, let's talk about it. Come on. You have it on there. You want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. I was trying to decide if it was like something we could talk about short, quickly. And I think we can. Here, uh, Here's why. Okay. Hey, wait, I'm, talk- I'm, uh, I'm clicking on it. Should we share yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, share the link. Yeah. Because they can follow along, whoever's listening. So if you go to... If you're listening to this, and we'll tweet it out and stuff when the episode drops, but if you go to jcvdworld.com slash rodentent.html. So R-O-D-I-N-E-N-T dot H-T-M-L. So this is JC's production company. And the, the, it's been populated before, but it was recently kind of relaunched. And if you click this thing, it goes, it, it's, it, it starts, it's like this statue, someone like kind of like the thinker, Rodan, probably Rodan, yeah. I, Rodan, I think is how you say it. Like, and it's that thinker statue. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. And then if it goes forward, like in, can you share, are you there? Can you share your screen? Oh yeah. That, let me do that. I, I suppose I uh, could, but I have two and I feel like I'd fuck it up. No, here. But, I think that would be the best way to do this. I could help you navigate. So I came across this this week <laughs> and yeah, I've seen this production company crop up before, but I love, love, love these. Okay. There it is. So that, that hall of movie posters. Now, this cycles on its own. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So go to, uh, let's go to post-production because okay, <laughs> those are things that have evidently already been shot. So we got, we die young which I don't oh, really know too much about. going on the Canon films uh, where he's got posters <laughs> and that's all he has. And let's try to I get guess. shit. I don't know, but I, I, I want all these movies to happen. So we die yeah. young. So these two evidently have been shot. Uh, we die young. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure what it's about. There's no synopsis as you can see there. Full love is the second movie he directed. Um, it did not come out so well. I think like 2010 was the first cut. I don't know. Like it hasn't really been widely released. And at some time, at some points it was called Eagle Path. I don't know. I think there's an environmental message somewhere in there, but uh, it never quite came out. Um, so Full Love, hopefully we'll finally see some kind of wider release <laughs> through <laughs> whatever this initiative is uh now in the making if you could click on that uh <laughs> these are yeah, what I, what's awesome about all of these two is you'll see underneath the heading it all says theatrical it's very important to this man to be back in theaters which i'm all for but uh, it's interesting so there's three movies here for in the making one is the bouncer some of these have directors attached to them so this is a uh, i can't pronounce that director's name um so Supposedly in the making is something called The Bouncer. Also in the making, Lionheart 2. 
<laughs> which should be amazing to see that come about. Round two. Yeah, round, round two. two. <laughs> Director to be C. TBC. What's C? <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Usually it's to be determined, but okay. And JCVD TV, for whatever that is. I don't know what that is. And I think it's also, a reaction. To be continued. Yeah. I think that perhaps is some sort of reaction or sort of continuation. Um, John Claude Van Johnson, the AM, well, not AMC, Amazon series, didn't get picked up for a second season so perhaps i don't oh, know it perhaps did not. It, no it did not <laughs> oh i mark i did not <laughs> uh didn't get picked up for a second season and and perhaps he's returning to that kind of reality series behind closed doors that was fucking amazing came out in 2011 on something but that'd be amazing uh anyway so the last section is future so that's the only reason this won't go on forever is because it's there's not a lot of information about these things yet. So the future involves a mo- movie two. called the yeah the Quest Two, which, whew, that's his first directorial movie. And all I can say, or all I will say for this time, is go to the How did this get made episode for the Quest? <laughs> um, uh, the Tower which he is announcing himself as the director. So this would be the third movie he's directed in his career. Yeah. And it stars um, him. No, not himself. I'm trying to look at your small screen. His son though, uh, who, who has oh, yeah, been in some movies. It's not him. Yeah. Chris Van Dam. Chris Van Dam. Yeah. And, and something the called the, but the bulldozer picture looks like him. <laughs> and uh, I can see from the small poster that it says a fighting family. Oh, so, Jesus. You know, I wonder if these synopses work. Uh, no, they don't work. <laughs> That's probably for the best at this time. And then the 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 last movie that it mentions is called Van Damned. Spider <laughs> yes. Fall. Ooh, this one actually has a little bit of information. Uh, and it's called Face Your Demons. So we'll go so we'll we'll go out of this segment, whatever it whatever it is, on this. Uh Van Damme is an intriguing look at one of the world's most famous action stars, Jean-Claude Van Damme, as you've never seen him before. In a hypnotic tale about Jean-Claude, parentheses, JC, oof, as his friends call him, and his journey towards redemption and salvation. <laughs> JC, be, JC is living his life. I can't. Fucking Tommy Wiseau fucked up my Jean-Claude Van Damme impersonation. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is your walking still intact, though? Yeah, I don't know. They're all mixed together. Oh, JC is living the life. Oh my God. Okay. Did you did you hear see the Gary Oldman appearance on Jimmy Fallon? No. He does walk in and De Niro. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Gary doing Oldman walk in does walk in De Niro. And De Niro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not amazing, but just the fact that it happens is yeah. so magical. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. I'll just do, continue to do a mixed accent for this. Uh, largely walking, we'll say. Uh, well, that's wrong. I'll do my bet. I don't know. Whatever. I'll just read it. JC is living the life. He is famous, rich, has a beautiful wife and daughter. But on the flip side, he is morally bankrupt and living a secret life of deception that is tearing his soul apart. <laughs> wow. 
Van Damned is a lurid story in which JC is finally called out for his deviant ways and must be accountable, must be held accountable for his actions in the search of redemption and a new and better life. Each character he meets is more frightening than the previous, and they all know the truth about his ways. JC's charm does not work on anyone in this world. It is as if he is skirting along the atmosphere between Purgatory and Dante's sixth level of hell, and JC is terrified for what he has to answer for along the way. Oh my god. The story is filled with exotic and dangerous locations and the characters who each want of piece of JC. <laughs> I think they mean a piece of JC. <laughs> While so- <laughs> While some literally crave. <laughs> oh, it's like Harvey Keitel. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like Bad Lieutenant, but JCVD style. <laughs> oh, so terrible. Oh, okay, it's almost over. So the story is filled with exotic and dangerous locations and characters who each want a piece of JC while literally, while some literally crave a pound of his flesh in order for him to answer for what he has done during the missteps of in his life will jc finally find salvation at the end of his journey and reunite with his wife and daughter not even jc knows for sure if this is even possible in the world of van damned oh my god no <laughs> the, the tagline is face your demons no. fight or fail fall is what it's called nope <laughs> What do you mean? No, this is amazing. This is the most amazing movie you can make. Get the binder. Get the binder. <laughs> this is your penance. You have to show the binder on film okay. now, on, or on video. It's actually not behind me. I have so many binders. It's over here somewhere. <laughs> Get the binder, Dave. A three-inch. It's a three-inch, three-ring binder. Well, maybe not three, but it's 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 you it's healthy. The size of it. You have to measure it now. Oh, I have nothing to. Ooh, no, I do. No. I I actually do have something to measure it by. I'll keep I my headphones on. That's a three-inch, three-ring binder. I know it's not only because I know what a nightmare the three-inch binders really are. <laughs> They're unwieldy. Only, only Steve and Frankenstein <laughs> are three-inch binders. <laughs> Steve and Frankenstein are three. <laughs> oh, speaking of anniversaries, this is the 200th anniversary of Frankenstein, but I'll be bringing that up later. Whoa, not today. <laughs> 200th anniversary. Yes, I'm using centimeters. <laughs> One. Oh, you're not far off though. It's two and a half. Two and a half's manageable. Once you get to three, you, you run into some frustrations. <laughs> this is Dave's. So when we first, within an hour of being at the bride and Dave's house, when Ash met them, the only time Ash has met them in person, within an hour, I made Dave break out the binder. Because it's just, it's just such a great, it's, it is a perfect explanation of Dave. (laughs) 
I, I, How so? I, 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 well, I, I mean, it's just like if you're going to get Dave, you got to see the JCVD binder. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I mean, just kinda... things are going to make sense if you just see it. You're just like, I get it now. Like, I love this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> You have uh, you have you you have a fan girls scrapbook of JCVD <laughs> stuff that you have meticulously true. organized in a two and a half inch three ring binder. Yeah, there's two plastic sleeves. Inch. There's trading cards. There's scripts. Oh there's, yeah, there's printouts. Like you took mm. the time to print out. I'm willing to bet there's time that you took to capture and and frame printouts so that you would take. Well, yeah. I mean, I had this double impact promo thing framed for a while. I did print out stuff when we did the cyborg. We did like an actual JCVD JCVD slash cyborg. Bizarre choice. Episode number, I want to say 13. And I did print out a bunch of stuff for that. And I put it in the binder. <laughs> so this just really helps for those of you that have been following along the show for 40 episodes now. I mean, right there's a celebration. Like 40 episodes, yeah. man. Like that's that's great. Um I good, right? That was another one why I wanted to like extend the invitation to the rest of the guys because they were on the 30th episode. I thought maybe the 40th episode, if we could get one of them to pop on here even. Uh, but if we got, if we kind of reorganize them for every 10th episode, I felt like that would be a, if we just made that oh, effort, that would yeah. be good. That's fun. Yeah. We should definitely have them on for the 50th. Uh, yes. That, that's going to be a big episode, right? Um, it should be. Yeah. It should be for sure. Uh, but, just it, it the, the thank you for sharing that jcvd it just <laughs> you're welcome. i mean there's thanks no, for listening <laughs> no way there's no way to articulate it you just like how much does dave love jcvd get the binder yeah just, i mean you don't even have to flip through it just show the binder <laughs> yeah. show that the binder yeah. exists it's all just like karate magazines in the late 80s and stuff yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that guy wrote his name large on that piece of paper of my youth. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I totally get it. Totally get it. Yeah. So. it's uh, uh, But it's so funny because, like, we were talking last episode about certain characters in popular culture who are associated with, quote, unquote, bad movies. <laughs> but obviously, anyone who can actually permeate the culture in any way, whether or not it's considered good or bad, is doing something that a fair amount of people are paying attention to. So last show we were talking about Tommy Wiseau and, and Mark Borchard. And, you know, I thought, boy, in, in this, in this iteration of JCVD's sort of, uh, creative aspirations, a lot of it, <laughs> you know, uh, rings true to those other guys. But what's so interesting about it, what I think people ultimately connect with so much is the transparency of how it is these people revealing the vul their vulnerabilities, whether they mean to or not. So that fight or fall one that we read the synopsis for is so obviously a, that's like, 
that is his sort of dramatization of the pitfalls of his life. Yeah. That he's been tortured by since he made them, you know, like that, that reality series that came out in 2011 or like it's a lot of people like, it's so sad. They can't watch for me. It's sort of, I don't know. It's not that it's nice, but it's, I'd much rather he know that he fucked up and feel bad about it and want to make good. Right. Then just be a horrible person. Like, then to just like, this is the hill I'm going to die on just being an asshole for being an asshole, you know? <laughs> Which is what so, we do. Yeah. Or I mean, what we were talking about too, two like, hours ago. Like we, uh, you know, we've talked about Mark Beauchard. We talked about Tommy Wiseau. We've talked about JCVD and it's like all of, for all of the shit that people want to make fun of all of those people for. That guy, like Tommy Wiseau, made a shitty a movie so fucking terrible he stood on the stage of the Golden Globes for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, JCVD's career has been such a like roller coaster that it impacted you so much that you made a fucking two and a half inch like three ring binder <laughs> yeah. over yeah. it. You know what I mean? And we're sitting That's here just talking about it stuff, on the podcast. Yeah. I guarantee you there are no other people right now at this moment talking about our podcast other than the three people that might be watching it right now. Hey, shout out to you three viewers. <laughs> yeah. But That's I'm just right. saying like for all of those things that people want to make fun of those people for their shit is getting exposure, right? When it's like, I think that the thing I thought was interesting that James Franco said about Tommy Wiseau, James Franco, who studied and portrayed James Dean, someone who has a lot more cultural respect. And an interesting thing, too, about Mark Borchard, who, who uh, does that podcast cinema fireside at him. Well, it's a radio show podcast out of Milwaukee on SoundCloud. But he'll, he'll say that he's like... So, so someone like James Dean or whatever, they're, they're canonized and revered because right. that's what you do. And that is the mythos around that person. So Mark, uh, oh, hi, Mark. Well, oh, hi, Mark. he, he's I the, did not he, hit her. I did not. Yeah, he does not subscribe at all to, uh, falling in line with the mythology of a, a person and as to whether or not he appreciates their work so anyway but they're all kind of these iconoclasts who are so what why they translate is because they refuse to compromise or somehow dilute who they are and like their their passion for what it is that they do and so what james franco said in that interview in wtf that i appreciated so much was like you know i portrayed portrayed both these guys now James Dean and Tommy Wiseau is like, yeah, Tommy Wiseau has this, there's this kind of stigma surrounding him and there's a different one surrounding James Dean. But at the end of the day, Tommy translated his feelings into some sort of creative act. And that's what all artists do. And that's what I was talking about before. It's like, regardless of how things come out or how they're perceived, like the process is always the same for creating things. And so I think, you know, like for these kind of figures, whatever we classify them as, uh, they're obviously sharing themselves in a very real way that actually does translate. It doesn't necessarily result in the accolades that they might desire or not. Like 
Borchert is not trying to gain favor with anybody. <laughs> um, but I think JC definitely is. Tommy Wiseau definitely is. Whatever. I'm sure Ed Wood was. But whatever. Like the thing is, those cultural. F- They've, they've come through they're a cultural figures like there are right. four how did this movie get made about Jean-Claude Van Damme and all yep. of them like they're all kind of making fun of it I haven't heard Street Fighter yet but they're all just like this is fucking awesome like right. he's half putting on his underwear to, to show his butt whatever it's like uh, anyway so thanks for giving me a second to indulge this Rodan Entertainment Limited. Absolutely. I I hope that this all comes to pass. There's always time for JCBD <laughs> on Long Walk Short Term. Bless your heart. Alright, let's let's wrap up with our uh with our main man, Mr. King. Alright, let's roll a King Corner in. Beep. Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. So I should start this with uh, a correction. I think on the la- I think it was the last episode. Maybe it was the episode before that. But you mentioned you were like I think there's a project uh, called Castle Rock that is that he's making. And I was like, no, Castle Rock's his production company, and he sets a lot of books in there, and blah blah blah. There is it's a Hulu project. Like he must have a he must be working with Hulu right now because they did 112263 with James Franco, uh coincidentally. <laughs> and then now um uh they're doing this Castle Rock thing which is with James uh with JJ Abrams. Oh so, man. <clears throat> uh he's uh, associated with this. Which did you see? Did you Watch when you were watching the Super Bowl. Did you see the trailer for the Cloverfield movie that's on Netflix that um, J.J. Abrams made? So, like, that movie got made sure. and then it kind of like fell by the wayside. Netflix bought it and then they released the trailer during the Super Bowl and released the movie right after the Super Bowl. That was the first <sighs> time anybody had ever heard of the movie. Like well, I mean, not uh, maybe true. I'm, I People might knew have seen the movie it, but... was happening, but yeah. then it fell like down because they were like, "Well, what happened to it?" Well, Netflix bought it and then they buried it because they wanted it to just be exposed. I love that whole like Cloverfield universe that J.J. Abrams created, and I love looking for more installments in that. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited for that. Um, but. The reason I brought that up was because also there was a trailer for this Castle Rock show that Hulu is putting out, which I have not watched any trailers from that. I just saw in a screen cap, though, that Bill Skarsgård is in this show who plays Pennywise in the It adaptation that we loved from 2013. Um, so 
the correction is uh, for all of you internet nerds. Uh, excuse me. In the last episode of Long Walk Short Drink, you, uh, <laughs> Dave, tried to say that there was a show called Castle Rock, and you said that wasn't a show called Castle Rock, but there actually is a show called Castle Rock, and here's a trailer for it. Also, it is from 2017, not 2013. I don't even know where oh, that I came from. <laughs> yeah, I did think I... it's because you're in 2013 in your chronology. That's my guess. Uh, I don't. Did I say 2013? <laughs> That's crazy. When did I say? That's that? what I heard. But I. But I've had three surly, so who knows? Oh, I'm fucking drunk because I've had. I've had <laughs> eight PBRs. So. Uh, yeah, I think the episode. It's funny because the episodes where I have a an extra lot to say are the ones where ultimately you have time to, to have those eight no, I just pound them. I just pound them. <laughs> yeah. I get loaded. It's like, oh. <laughs> All right. I'm I don't even know if I knew it was called Castle Rock. I think you actually did sh- let me know that. I'm clicking on this trailer, though. I missed this during the Super Bowl. This is the first time Dave's seen it. This is the first time I've seen it. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I haven't watched it. Sweet. I am ready. Uh, we're gonna watch this on three and three. What brings you home? I got a call from Shawshank. Call from Shawshank. Oh, oh yeah. fucking! Who's that? What's uh? Stephen King and JJ, and, and it takes place in got, Shawshank. Got Glenn. That's who I was trying to place. Oh my God! Terry Quinn. I think that's fucking I sissy space. Oh my god. This is basic. What the fuck, man? Whoa. Whoa. Wait a second. (laughs) Oh, what's going on? Oh, these are like strung together. Yeah, they must be. Shit. So you have Sissy Spacek, who's from the Carrie adaptation. Yeah. I feel. You have Bill Skarsgård, who's from the It adaptation. Do we know are these characters from the universe? Like, is that. That African American guy is he Mike? I don't know. I don't know. Am I saying that is Mike the right character? And now I'm thinking of Stranger Things. Mike oh, is the right br- character. Yeah. Br- oh Mike no! What was that? <laughs> but it takes place in Derry, not Castle Rock. Both of which are fictitious towns in Stephen King's and universe. The lines of Stephen King. So in, oh my gosh, oh my this looks fantastic. Well, in theory, too, it could be something altogether new. It, and it could be, yes. I, I mean, just the idea, though, that they have multiple people from Stephen King adaptations. Do you? Oh. Oh. oh, and there's a car sinking that from Shawshank Corrections. I still, for viewers, listeners, I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Dave hasn't seen the greatest movie, arguably. Like, that's on multiple lists. I know. Isn't that nuts? Ever made. I know. I've seen it. I'm like, not sure what I need <laughs> to nudge me. You hear <laughs> to finally see it. and you hear Shawshank Redemption <laughs> when you hear, like, the greatest movies ever made. Those I two. I know. Like, Citizen Kane oh. is arguably the like most aesthetic, like the most truest film ever made. Like it is is the the artistic of filmmaking. Yeah, that, that was Citizen such a Kane. leap forward, and you can see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then fan wise, like for people who love movies, the greatest film ever made is Shawshank Redemption. Like that's Whoa. the distinction that you get, and you've never seen it and you're a movie guy like i know i know well that's mind-blowing i like we gotta find the right occasion 
or the right sort of anniversary or something for me to watch it and talk about it in this show or something. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you to get to that in the chronology. If you get to the four seasons, the book four seasons, that's where the Shawshank, uh, it's, it's Rita like Hayworth, Hayworth and the Shawshank yeah. Redemption is what it's called. Is the I short like, story, the novella. I like the idea of, of of that being the vehicle because I've also heard that it's it's one of the best screen adaptations of it. It is. It is so. really accurate. It's very well done. And and we've talked about for or uh, four seasons before how three of the of the four stories that that covers have been a, a, adapted into film. At pupil, stand by me, and the cool. Shawshank wow. Redemption. Oh man, that's all from that collection. Shit. Yeah, the, the four seasons are four novellas, and each one of them is supposed to represent one of the four seasons that exist in a year. So, like fall, uh, summer, um, spring, and winter. So, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been stagnant. I'm listening to these, uh, 2006, seven performances of myself as I was getting my legs under me as a solo singer songwriter. Those are, have been a lot less fun. I have think, you seen the, did you get the it, it DVD to see any of the bonus features or anything like that? Have you no, seen I've it? just, I've just been eyeballing it in the stores. I haven't done that either. I, because uh, I'm waiting for it. Cause I've heard that there's a director's cut that's coming out later this year. And it's like, oh, I want that. Yes. I want the, um, cause they said there wasn't going to be a director's cut and then they flopped and said there was going to be a director's cut. So I don't know. As far as anything else for King Corner goes, I'm uh, I'm still plowing through. I finished Revival, which I mentioned last time was uh, that one that's like kind of Frankenstein-ish. So I'm excited I, that, for you. That, that intrigues me because of this whole 200th anniversary. So perhaps I'll jump. Is that a full novel? It is. It is. Okay. Um, and then I started the first of the Bill Hodges trilogy, the Mr. Mercedes. Yes. Uh, which that is so far, that's really, really good. Just like any Stephen King, but. All right. Well, this was really fun. This has <laughs> been a great time. I mean, we get, we talked about a lot. We got, th- we, we talked about we a lot. Three viewers until the end. Twinkie, double D Steiner, <laughs> Moto. Yes, or Moto. Or Thank Moto. you all. Uh, if you're not one of those people, Please let us know who you are by doing one of these things. Subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you click the subscribe button because if we hit 100 subscribers, then we get our unique URL. So we'll be able to say subscribe at youtube.com slash LWSD. Click the bell while you're subscribing. So that way, you know, every time that we're one of these live sessions, these live stream recording starts, you'll get a notification. So you'll be able to join us for that. Uh, you can email us at lwsdpod at gmail.com. Uh, so that way you can be sure to send us those voice clips that Dave had mentioned earlier. Yeah, Follow us on send, Twitter us a, at, send us our corrections, etc., or just whatever uh, yeah. voice memos. All that It'll stuff be fun. Be good. Follow on Twitter at lwsdpod. Go to audibletrial.com slash lwsd to download your free audiobook. Um, other than that, I think that's... Oh, and you can subscribe on any of the major players, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Uh, just search Long Lock Short Drink and be sure to subscribe to get the um, episodes of the podcast. 
check in next week where we'll be up or next episode where we'll be updating um, our action steps for our goals for this year. Talking about yeah. more Stephen King. And off weeks, uh, off and weeks. Uh, we we'll publish, we'll what? publish uh, every. We publish every other Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but uh, on the on the off weeks of Long Walk Short Drake, we'll be publishing um, WPLMR, the first series that Palmer ran oh, ten shit. years ago. Yeah, which should be very fun. So check out uh, mixcloud.com/dolrecords to find those, or or find them on our Twitter. And um, I'm trying to think what else. It's uh, pretty good. I think that's a lot of things. Yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. Oh, the next episode is going to be the Oscar episode. With Fuck Mr. yeah! J. So I hope so. Yeah. Make sure if, you turn if he's in, not here. Yeah, if he's not that. here in person, I, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll phone it in some way. Not phone it in in terms of uh, lesser uh, effort, but if he can't be here live, I'm, we'll have him contribute in some way. Absolutely. So awesome, man. Well, Dave, thanks so much. And thank uh, you. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time, buddy. All right. Be well, my friend. Yep. You too. Talk to you soon. Cheers, long walkers. Bye.